Uh, uh, <clears throat> fucking pigs, bro. Beat you. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Three cinephiles have come together to bring you strong opinions, controversial statements, epic battles, and plenty of fun. Introducing our host. The man who watches 52 movies a week, drinks 52 beers a movie, loves women but hates the woman. From the foreign land of Canada, our host, Mood616. He is widely known as the man who talks too much. His worst enemies are Postmaster P and Pee Wee Herman. He said Hellraiser was overrated and Leprechaun Origins wouldn't suck. He's the full-blooded half-Mexican, JP. Finally, we have the man who doesn't talk enough. He is best friends with Sean S. Cunningham. His favorite horror movie is Gummo. He is your favorite Jew and mine, Jeremy. Together they are known for extending a helping hand to vampircons everywhere. They are the 22 shots of moods and horror. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 148 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, the Magnificent Moods. Yeah. And of course, I always got my two podcast sleazebags by my side. First up, JP, a.k.a. Double Shot J, and of course, we also got the Jew, also known as the lookalike Ellen DeGeneres. What's going on, guys? You got you weren't that creative this week, Moots. What happened? You uh, do look like Ellen DeGeneres from behind. That's fine, but he, he still didn't come up with his amazing creative names that he usually comes up no, with. No, I just, I just didn't feel like doing it. But the Ellen DeGeneres, though, man. Someone mentioned that a, lot, a while ago, and I fucking died laughing. I don't know who it was. <laughs> But I was like, that is pretty funny. Well, that is pretty funny. Ellen guess I'm, I guess I'm a lesbian. That's fine. <laughs> Listen, I want to talk about something really quickly. What, lesbians? No, you. God damn it. Every time. Listen, listeners, you guys need to know this. Every time Jeremy goes and eats somewhere, he's like, oh, this is like the best thing ever. I Too bad don't you don't say have that. it where you're at. Uh-huh. You probably have sucky food. Yeah, because, because you, do you have live sucky in a rural food. something. I'm like, what are you. Like, what? Your ghetto ass <laughs> rule food. <laughs> it's, true. it's so ridiculous like like you what did i say earlier you are you like a fucking barbecue pizza or whatever the fucking weird ass pizza that you food. like you are so ridiculous with that like what, he'll, like that he'll go Alfredo's, eat chicken wings Alfredo's and he'll like, sauce chicago pizza. has the best chicken wings in the world and he's like, too bad that Pennsylvania doesn't have good chicken wings. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sushi and hot dogs. I don't know what but the you, fuck he's talking about. How would you even know, though? Because that's the only two things that I say Where that is actually good. Where have you sushi besides Chicago? But the sushi that you Where fucking Where have you eaten post, sushi besides Chicago? Or the photos that you and, and fucking Carly post me. That's some shitty-ass sushi. Where have you eaten sushi besides Chicago? How the hell do you taste Chicago? it? How do you taste it through a photo? You could just look at it, how it's fucking rolled all shitty and stuff. Oh, yeah, clearly. It clearly looks exactly like the shit that you share all the time. Jeremy's, Jeremy's a goddamn hypocrite, though, man. He's been guilty of ordering Domino's and shit, and he lives in Chicago. Now, that's got to be sacrilegious. Yeah, but at least I don't get fucking Alfredo pizza like this fucking Mexican asshole does. Dude, I like trying different things. Alfredo pizza? It was it was chicken bacon ranch with but the ranch is it's not ranch it's white sauce like fucking nasty bro it's just a specialty pizza you've never tried a specialty pizza. pizza 
It's not even pizza. It's not supposed to be pizza directly. This the soupy ass bullshit that you eat isn't pizza. Yeah, but technically, yes, technically, you eat tomato t- soup in a bowl of bread. But technically, Jeremy, that? even the deep dish stuff isn't real pizza. Real pizza is like fucking real thin ass shit like from Brooklyn Italy. Stuff, like Italy, man. Like you know, pizza. Like the way they make. Don't it, be it, hating it. on a deep dish. You like that shit, and you know. I'm it, bro. just saying yeah, that, that's still like American. It, it's <laughs> it's still Americanized <laughs> pizza, right? I'm, I'm talking. If you're talking authentic pizza, it's real thin. And, well, everything you know, in the country that is not authentic. Like, that's the cool thing about pizza. You can make it so many different ways. Yeah, but not with fucking Alfredo sauce. Why it's not? It's white sauce, I bro. Love, whatever it is. Dude, Alfredo, Alfredo on pizza. Why, though? Why? Tropical, tropical chicken, man, with fucking chicken, bacon, pineapple, and Alfredo is so good, man. Yeah. Fucking not pizza. What happens with a meat and a vegetable? It doesn't. Who who wrote the laws on that? That you have to have a meat and a vegetable and tomato it's sauce. Pizza, then, then you shouldn't call it pizza. Dude, I've had pesto you don't as even my have sauce to before. Have vegetables on pizza besides the fucking sauce. I've bro. had pesto pizza before. The sauce is pesto. I've even had a cheese sauce as a pizza. Meatball cheese sauce, fucking yummy. Gives me the shit. You've never had good. like a Philly cheesesteak pizza? No, I've had oh, pepperoni. Dude. And green pepper. Oh, You've never had like a, that's a it. you are so uh, boring, dude. How ham and not... pineapple pizza, like a Hawaiian style. No, that's nasty. Pepperoni dude, and green nasty. pepper. <laughs> Maybe sausage if I have to eat it. Dude, but you, live pepperoni. A, you live in a goddamn dude. Bubble, you man. fucking love sausage, you little fucking. No, I don't. I love pepperoni. I don't like sausage. You love sausage. Okay. He loves the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a lesbian, how am I supposed to like sausage? <laughs> Big Nathan hot dog. Yo. But no, Dude, you live I, in a I mean, bubble so, with your taste, man. You got to branch yeah, out and try some shit, man. Guy, Dude, this guy's Philly, sitting here talking Philly about cheesesteak pizza, man. Oh, fuck. I love that shit, man. Oh, JP's so trying to say that his fucking rural ass fucking hot dogs are better than Chicago hot dogs, and that's fucking some I bullshit. Ne- okay, first of all, I said I literally said we're not really known for hot dogs. There's not like a big hot dog vibe. You didn't hear me say that Chicago has better Philly cheesesteaks than fucking Philly. Yeah, well, Chicago's yeah, known for their hot dogs. Eating fucking Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Exactly, but if I would say, oh, this cheesesteak's better than Philly, you would be like, fuck that. No, it's not. I don't give a fuck about Philly. It's not even near me. But <laughs> yeah, but it's the fucking same idea. But like, like I was saying before. Like, I'm closer to, like, many states than I am to Philly. <laughs> man, like, like I was saying before, man, I've been in a lot of fucking ballparks, and you know how New York Stadium's known for their Nathan, Nathan hot dogs? That was still to this day the worst hot dog I've had in every professional park I've ever been in. And I've been in like half the parks. I will admit that Wrigley Field does have the best hot dogs. And that is fine. It's okay to have the best best of something. But everything this motherfucker eats, he has to say that Pittsburgh doesn't. I didn't say Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, You definitely don't have anything like this. You don't live in Pittsburgh. You live in. You don't live in Chicago. I didn't say I That's like telling me that we don't get we don't get good Indian food, man. I'm listen, like, dude. But I was this in make Chicago. Sense? But I was how in Chicago eating the hot dog, so I was he's, in Chicago. He goes to Chicago, eats a hot dog, and then says, "Oh, the place that you live at doesn't have good hot dogs." And it's like, <laughs> it motherfucker, the place that you live at doesn't have good hot dogs. <laughs> Better probably better hot dogs than you have. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't it make sense if you're comparing the place that's closest like, to what's you? What's Pittsburgh's known for? A lot food of things. Wise. Food wise, what, what's the most famous thing Pittsburgh's known for? Um, probably it's like sandwiches and stuff. Oh, like, that, that's really great. Thanks. Because uh, they do they do like the coleslaw with French fly, fries. They're kind of known for that, like the Yinzer thing. 
What the fuck's that? Like a yinzer, it's it's usually that because we say yins instead of y'all. Um, it's basically with like French fries and slaw. With I mean, it could be hot dogs, fucking anything you can put on any hamburgers. You know, but like what sand- an amazing comparison. Thank you, JP. You made my point. Well, what? you don't necessarily have to be known for something specific. Like, we have, to have really good, good gyros food. out here too. Really good what? Gyros. Gyros. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> what else? We have Heinz ketchup. <laughs> amazing. Um, Yikes. I don't know. I mean, all of our we have good food everywhere. Like LSS that's all. Doesn't all George cities have. have good food? Because you have to have good food in order to survive in a city, or else you're not going to make any money, and you're gonna. It's expensive, right? I don't think we're known for anything specific. You just said earlier you fucking have Chinese people all over the place. Oh, we do. There's like, yeah, there's like super authentic people here, man. I mean, you can get some amazing Indian food here. Awesome. And of course, yeah, sushi and I mean, Chinese and stuff. Yeah. Like real stuff, like not even Americanized shit. Real Chinese food yeah, tastes but like completely what, different. Go to any city in the country and tell me they don't have a diverse and exciting food uh, situation. You know what I mean? It's the, all big cities, well, course, or all it, main cities have fucking great food, dude. It's not just Chicago. And you've no, never eaten anywhere else. So I don't Chicago. know. I just said hot I, dogs and pizza are two things that are Chicago's fucking known for, bro. No, you say you too bad you don't have anything good where you're from. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I said that one place you sent pictures of one time that food looked good. It is good. I said it, that. Yeah. That's a local. But that's I mean, actually not local every major city has you just, like. You just send shitty food. Pictures of shitty food. You can't. You don't know if it's shitty. I get it what he's saying. He, he's talking about like, like dude, you know that hot famous dog that food. You sent me did not look appetizing. It looked like a bread with potatoes. Exactly. But it's fucking good <laughs> as moves. So you're being hypocritical. Moves fucking knows what's up. Moves. How good, good is that hot dog? It was good. It is probably yeah, good. Exactly. I'm saying that your point doesn't make sense to where you say okay. that. Your food looks bad in pictures. It's like, dude, most people's food looks like... come like, on. You thought that sushi looked good? I don't even know what picture you're talking about. The one that you said last week of your empty fucking Chinese food plate. I wasn't eating food. sushi. But Carly was, and that sushi looked like shit. It was pretty good, honestly. Like, top three that I've had. Well... Because you haven't had good sushi. <laughs> <laughs> there it but is. I don't Full think circle. you've had any food outside of your fucking hometown. So shut up. Go okay. go eat somewhere else, and then but have. This a is typical, though, man. Anybody that's you know from an area that is specifically known for stuff like Jeremy, of course, Chicago with deep dish and hot dogs. I mean, you go to like Kansas City; they're known for their barbecue, and and so on and so on. You go down to fuck, I don't know what's in Florida, Cubans. No. <laughs> you, you know, down in like New Orleans, you have like your uh, crawfish and your yeah. stuff like that. Your, San Diego, I know, is known for their um, their fish tacos and shit. Like, really yeah, what's the Raiders yeah. for moods? The what's that? What's Oakland known for? Oakland just being a complete dump. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing good about Oakland. Well, you probably heard a lot of people. Yeah, like Philly's known for the cheesesteak. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I would hope so. The things fucking call the Philly cheese. Like day. Seattle's known for their coffee, right? Yeah. So yeah, but that just shows Jeremy's like closed-mindedness when it comes to like 
anything oh outside of his, his territory. He just remember <laughs> we tried to have a meetup once. We, we were just talking about. It. He's like, we should do it in Chicago. Chicago's the best. You guys <laughs> centralized it. in the country, and then we were gonna do New Orleans, and that fucking nobody wanted to come. So fuck that. Uh, yeah, and you wouldn't have went anyway. I might have went. No, you wouldn't have. I don't know if you would have went. People got scared off, man. I've been outside of my state. Victor Crowley's I have real, too. Yeah, to like Wisconsin. No? Right next to you. I went all the way to fucking Columbus. Which are known for their brats. Closer to you. Which are known for their brats. Yeah, how good was that brat? Real good. That, that was a yeah. dope place. I always think about that joint, man. That was that was a really cool place, man. If I Not lived so. anywhere closer, I, I'd go shopping in their fucking, in their grocery side of it. Real good. Listen. Real good. So, um, wow, that was a lot of food that, talk. Though, that was a yeah, lot of food talk. Yeah. But uh, we might have to release it. I think we're not going to release this episode early on Patreon this this week, simply because this is the week of the marathon. We want people to know about it, right? Yes. That so is true. So, on Wednesday? Yeah. So Wednesday, if you're listening to this Wednesday. It, today is Wednesday. <laughs> tomorrow will be a marathon live stream on moods youtube channel moods 616 and we're gonna basically be streaming another joe bob drive-in stream it's weird we're like streaming a stream but not actually showing the stream we're just reacting to the stream but it's a good time and dealing with hopefully like that one guy last time hopefully i can actually get the stream we're we're still not even 100 percent sure it's going to be streaming in canada so i might just be there for the ride Drinking but a that's lot of dr- fine anyway. Drink. Even if like w- most likely we, we will be able to find a third yeah. party for you to see it too. But it, it, if not, it's fine. You don't have to be. You can watching. just share your screen with me, and I can just watch it that way. Does it work like that? I think. Well, YouTube would probably kick us out. Yeah, true that. I won't be able to do that shit. Uh, but oh, we well. found tons of streams last time. Yeah, so. it was fine last time. I'm gonna figure uh, out and try by if you're watching this on Wednesday. There should be a reminder up on my channel. I just got to figure out how to do it. I'm not really down with doing that because I never did it. So, but to let you guys know that it'll be on the channel nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock my time. The one and true time zone Eastern, West Coast Um, time six o'clock. So Zach, if you're listening, yeah, six o'clock. Tune in. The real question Uh, is, it's gonna be a rough. It's gonna be a kind of a fuck. It's gonna be tight for me because I'm off work at five. I'm gonna have to rip home, get all set up, and do this shit. But. Not a problem. It'd be good. Yeah, I'm so, excited because uh, I don't have to if, work if the next day. If fucking late and you're late, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm gonna be like Garth and Wayne's World. And just no, I, like, I, uh, won't, I won't be late. Uh, I'll just be. I'll just be rushing to you know to be ready. Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. Dude, let's do it. Let's do Wayne's World. Let's do Wayne's World one and two, man. <laughs> um, but I love those movies. But. Uh, so, uh, yeah, 9 Eastern. So go ahead and enjoy your Thanksgiving. Watch a little football. And then join us with Joe Bob for the second Dinners annual. of – What is it? Dinners of Death? Uh, second – well, not second annual. It would be second installment. You guys watched last time. Year. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was – well, we <laughs> it was a lot more it. fun for you guys than it was for us. But we, we had fun early on and even later on. We were just – dead luckily this is not a 24 hour marathon it's four movies so probably you know eight hours hours or so which is great that's That's a that's a normal skype session really (laughs) yeah i couldn't do another 24 hours eight hours is fuck all i was fucking dead after that and it wasn't even 24 hours we were up for like 36 hours 
And uh, we're gonna we're gonna take some shots. No, no, we're gonna yes. take twenty two shots. Is what we're gonna do. So throughout the four films, we are going to attempt to. Well, I can do twenty two shots. Jeremy, dude, Jeremy is gonna dude, die. Dude, we two. can't make Jeremy do twenty two <laughs> shots. I can't. I, I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing twenty two shots. But uh, Fuck for no, every do new shots. member of the Patreon that we get, Jeremy will no? take a shot. That's not true, but if JP wants to say it, that's fine. It's true. It's true. It's okay, true. I'll do shots of Don't water. let the people down, buddy. Don't let them down. Okay, I'm not going to do it, but okay. Yeah, you are. Here we go again. Do shots of lemon juice. Do for the people, man. Do shots of lemon juice, man. All right. If you want to cheat, go ahead, but I mean, I'm totally against cheating. If you can do uh, 22 <laughs> shots of lemon juice, fuck. All the props to you. Anyway, that's happening. Should be fun. Pretty excited about that. So please join us. I know you guys will. It's on Moods' channel, so automatic. Last time we had like 60 people. It was fun. The jealousy jealousy in your voice was just so compelling right there. You're like, that's on Moods' channel. Of course, everyone's going to fucking show up. That's not guaranteed. Because you're a celebrity. That's not guaranteed. We had sixty people last time, and you weren't even there. They were all like, "Where's we, we, Moods at?" We've had we had a we had over a hundred at certain times, but we had a regular stream of at least like thirty people, and we had to like answer like twenty times, "Where's Moods at?" You know, it's funny. Yeah. All the times that I came in and out of there, I never heard anybody ask once. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I, I was in and out like for br- very brief though. Very but brief. they, the, you know, they also. Um, that like those videos kept getting views. Like they still get views. It's they have like eight thousand or something. Yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty successful uh, attempt there, and uh, yeah. So we'll be doing it in December as well. I didn't think we were gonna make it. Yeah, me neither. Especially like the last like four hours. Yeah, it was hard. It was fucking man. brutal. It, I remember it all crashing down right around Daughters of Darkness, where oh, I just started yeah. feeling it. And then it was boring. like a blur from that point on. Joe Bob's like, hmm, what's the most boring movie I could play at 4 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Oh, da- da- Daughters of Darkness. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, um... Ah, uh, you could find worse than Daughters of Darkness. Me and Dylan once watched The Slayer at like 5 in the morning. That was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, Slayer's pretty, pretty boring. And it was like an old shitty DVD version. It was before the Blu-ray. <laughs> it was before the Blu-ray, so we were both struggling, man. It was hard. Uh, so one other thing that I did want to, and we'll be answering your questions and everything. We'll be having. No, we're just going to st- stare there the entire time and not say anything. Of course, we're going to knowing you, I <laughs> I dude. I did perfectly. He fine totally just last. described himself. So that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. I'm just going to. I was on there for fucking 24 hours answering people's questions. I did fine. Yeah. So you didn't even think I was going to make it. So I almost it. had to get into work that day. I was like, no, uh, the morning. Like after the night into the morning when I was already dead, I almost had to go into work. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> uh, so join us and enjoy. Uh, also, I wanted to shout out the Patreon. I mean, dude, like we got a lot of love this week. I don't know what happened. I, Jeremy was pushing it a little bit. It's ironic uh, because I was just saying before the, the show that the tally month is a, it, to me is not doing as well as it usually does. But we're gaining which all is, these supporters. Uh, which is, <laughs> which is also like Italian month already all, doesn't do that well. So since it's not doing as well as it normally does, it's like extra not as well. It's not going to defer us from doing a fifth or a sixth one, but nope. whatever. 
No. Yeah, we expect it, but it's okay. You know, it's okay. Some, some, some people get more excited for pumpkin hat. I'm over. honestly blaming JP for this, man. Considering he wanted to do all these fucking Argento ones, and it came to opera, trauma, and Stendhal syndrome. And I said nobody likes trauma. And well, Stendhal just wait syndrome. till next week. And everyone, and yeah, but even that one dude was like, "Man, I, I'm so happy you guys are into the later Argento stuff. This is where the talk gets interesting." Yeah. I mean, I I'll get just that. wait till next. What's next year? It was... Been here. What's with all the comments about opera Sleepless. being like, such a weird movie? Sleepless. Opera is that weird, but uh, card player, yeah. card player, and band of the opera, band of the opera. <laughs> that should be a fun but, year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not not doing the greatest, but we got some. So we posted our. We decided to do our listeners or viewers listener's choice uh of the christmas titles this year all through patreon and i was a little i wasn't sure if people were gonna jump on that but they actually jumped on it within the first couple hours and they were sold out so uh we basically Mm -hmm. let patreon decide the three films that we were doing this year and i was pretty happy with the picks so we have david has directed all through the house no what's it called to all a good oh, night. I keep saying that. To all a good night. Yeah. Sorry. Up to the house. That, that's actually a pretty fun one. I know. I like that movie, but I keep getting them confused. Yeah. To all a good night. Um, it's like the same. It's like, isn't that from like the same song or something? The same nursery rhyme all through the house and to all a good night. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm Jewish. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person there. <laughs> so that, that was our pick um, by Derek. Uh, that's why and, the next Joe Bob thing that's probably going to be on Christmas or Christmas Eve is good for me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I just eat my Chinese food and watch Joe Bob. And then Paul Derrick picked the second one, which was uh, Don't Open Till Christmas, which is one that consistently has almost won the the poll every year that we do. That's one that's always like in contention to be picked. So Finally. Pick. Finally. Good pick. Yeah. And then the final one was picked by Sam, and it's a later film, which is Saint. Kind of pissed off nobody picked Ernest Saves Christmas. That's what not a bunch a of horror movie. I'm not. Why not? Because it's cares not if it's on horror. horror. People have picked non-horror, and you would have to do it. I know, but I'm just saying, like, jeez. <laughs> I loved Ernest Scared Stupid. That was fun. I, yeah, it was fun, but it was at least a horror movie. Ish. <sighs> Ish. So uh, Paul Derrick joins the Patreon with that $15 support right there. Thank you, homie. Uh, also jumping back into the Patreon is Andy, the homie Andy Cripps, uh, with the $2 donation. He wanted to probably enjoy those access episodes. Hey, hey, you leave Andy alone. <laughs> He's got some shit going on right now. Um, but Andy probably wanted to get on the, the early access yeah which you can do for as little as one dollar but he's like you know what I yeah man like he, heard, he heard rumors that there was a fucking good argument on the uh cannibal holocaust review. Yep, so he's, he's like, like god i gotta I, hear it now yeah he's like fuck <laughs> i need to hear this <laughs> so so that was a shameless is, plug uh, go go listen to regaro diodato show yep and that's that you know any the, any money gives gets you early access it's yep. it's two to three days early episode release so you can listen to us right away as soon as the episode's ready uh and then danny dropped on for three dollars thank you danny um 
really appreciate it. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Thank you, Danny, for yep. old homie contributing to the show. Love yep, it. and Love then it. Uh, we did have one of the Make Us Watch Something Times 3 left. There's only four available, so you can only grab it when somebody switches or drops from the Patreon. And Jeremy uh, noticed that, attention. and he let people know, and then it was instantly grabbed by Rob Hankins, who upgraded his Patreon from $6 to 15 so that he could get the Make Us Watch Something Times 3. Uh, so that there will not be any more of those added. So yeah. when when somebody grabs them, if they hold on to them, you're not going to be able to get them until somebody leaves. So that's that's a very rare. I think it's the best value out of everything that we offer, probably because it you get you get three, you know, and it's it, you're yeah. getting them at a discount. Um, you get oh, three dollars off essentially. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it's fun. You know, it seems like that's what people enjoy the most is having us review things. So uh, that's pretty cool. And then uh, we actually had a guy who wanted the $15 one, but he was a little too late. And, I, you know, goes to show that they they don't stick around long. And that's uh, Vin, Vin, Vincio Santos. I don't know how to say your name, dude. I apologize. Vinny. Uh, but so he Mexican. He went and hopped on the, the make us watch something original OG, which is also limited. Um, so he has a $6 donation. So dude, everybody, man, like, thank you. That it's, it's always awesome when you start seeing those roll in through the week and you're like, wow, like people, people want want to hear us early and they want to make us watch shit. It's, it's just awesome. <laughs> it's kind of ironic because this month we've had like, no, what we watched. <laughs> yeah. But this next is... week we have what we watched. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be doing it next week, but. It was yeah. supposed to be this week, but apparently I was dumb. Yep. Yep, really dumb. We said yeah. it like six well, times. Well, I looked back in the messages and I was like, is it okay if we do what we watch on week four? Because I'm kind of got a lot going on right now. And you said, yeah. But then I looked later in the messages and you said, yeah, what what we watched week three, hands still week four. So that's what Mood said. Yeah, but I'm saying I, 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 I think just do I what Mood says. Like, <laughs> I asked if we could not do that. I just do what I'm told. Uh, either way, it's not a big deal. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not a big deal. Well, luckily you watched it early, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you waited until... <laughs> I watched it today. Dude, with, I am so burnt out on all. watching stuff. Oh, my oh, dude. God. How could you not smile when you watch that movie? Jesus Christ. Well, I don't think I smiled one time. How do you not smile? It's fucking ridiculous. I'll, I'll give you a reason when we get to the review why... It's hard to watch that film, but yeah, yeah we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <clears throat> yeah. So thank you guys, everybody. It's awesome. We did get a voicemail this week, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it. So we'll do it next week. Um, cause I totally forgot about it until just now Dumbass. from Chicago. I thought it was Jeremy. Was it you? No. It's, oh, it's, that's right. It wouldn't be you because that would mean oh, you oh, Chicago. Oh, <laughs> you're so funny. Cut it out. Ha 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 ha. Somebody didn't somebody say we were too vulgar moods. That's why they weren't going to listen to your videos anymore because you're too vulgar. No, that was a comment just straight at me. It was a like, old video. Like, mine. Jesus, that bitch listened to our show. You know what? <laughs> I was I, like, that's like, funny. I honestly don't think we're that vulgar. Honestly, 
I just don't understand. If you're going to click onto a horror podcast or watch horror-related videos and things and then get offended when someone curses once or twice or says something that offends you, like, what the fuck? You're on a horror-related channel. I mean, yeah. we're dealing with dark <laughs> themes and, and all that type of shit. Like, how am I offending you? You're the one that we clicked on the goddamn page. video. We all know one page that has a lot of butt herders. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, whatever. A lot of peachy horror fans. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't even that get that. Ironic. It doesn't go together. How can you be into this horror realm and be super fucking PC? Yeah. Makes no sense to me. It's contradictory. I hate PC anything, honestly. But just like, being I'm involved not, in I'm not any- really that vulgar of a person. And honestly, I didn't cuss that much until I started doing this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> you look back through my videos, I barely ever cussed. Um, but that's actually not true. I, started I don't swear as much as I used to. Work. Especially my videos. I don't really curse that much anymore either. But yeah. It was an older video, and I probably was swearing. But I wasn't sh- saying shit like, oh, look at this fucking movie. It's, it's fucking... I wasn't dropping no, cunts that, and shit. That would be Jeremy. I wasn't saying cunts and like real vulgar shit. I mean, I'm that's like, just me, you know. How do people get a venom? You're like, man, this movie's fucking awesome. Like, man, you're like, vulgar. Stop saying that word. It's people like, wouldn't like me if I just talked like a normal person. It's so funny that you got that comment on your video, though. <laughs> yeah, that was it, man. I was like, that's, and it was an old. It was from like 2015 or something. Well, it's better than the comment I got on my video saying I'm a hater of Australian films because I didn't like Felicity. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know what? Not I got the movie. best comment of the week, so screw you guys. Yeah, you 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 like the guy who refused a movie I'm for four and a half hours. I'm fucking Rambo Raph famous. <laughs> Get on my goddamn level. <laughs> he he posted a film. He posted a video today, like upcoming films in 2019, and it was like an hour and like 45 minutes. It's like. What does this guy fucking do besides makes two-hour-long videos? Like, Jesus Christ. It does really have the longest reviews. Like, if he has rant in the I'm going to change title, my name. You know gonna his video is going to be super long. I'm going to change my name to Rocky Leo for life. <laughs> Double shot Rocky Leo for life. Rocky Leo for life. That's me. Nice. Listen, R- Rambo Raph. Rambo Raff is one of those dudes, right? Like, I've known about Rambo Raff forever. Like, he, he's always, he, you always come across one of his videos on YouTube. And he's of the cool duder era, right? Like, somebody who started at a time when nobody was doing it. And he's relatively popular for, uh, you know, what he is. And he has a lot of, he has a pretty, pretty big following, you know? Like, there's a lot of people that, if you like Rambo Raff, you like his, like, you just, I can't really watch him because his videos are, his videos are literally as long as the movie. Yeah. Which is funny for us to criticize since our reviews are sometimes as long as the, as the movies. Uh, Not really, audio. though. Sometimes. Cannibal Holocaust was like an hour, right? Yeah, but he does that every day. Like, he'll have yeah, every six day. or seven videos up in a week. Like, we have one a week. I haven't checked out his channel in so long. But his he popularized. I think this was him. He popularized the rant video in the in the movie collecting community i remember he i he would title his movie as a rant he still does <laughs> and and then i seen other people start doing that rambo wrath R- for life this week he has re- released uh overlord uh one hour and 21 minutes cast what? away Jesus. 45 minutes 
Um, final score with Dave Batista. And this is all this week? 40 yeah. minutes. That's what I'm saying, JP. Like, it's 2019 every day. films coming out next year, an hour and three minutes. The collection and the collector both combined is 48 minutes. April Fool's Day, 21 minutes. Maximum Overdrive Blu-ray review, 48 minutes. Mandy, 34 minutes and 56 seconds. And that's all this week. <laughs> yeah, it, but look, he's getting—he's pulling mad views. No, he's not. Five ninety-five, five fourteen, yeah. five thirty-nine. Surprisingly, yeah. But a couple of them are one k, one point six k. Yeah, you do. Moods does that, and he has less subscribers. He only has fifteen thousand or twelve thousand subscribers. Yeah, but Moods also doesn't upload seventeen videos in a week. That's incredibly long videos, man. To do that every day, like just yeah. think about that. No, I did. That's really insane, man. That's a lot he of time you're spending Patreon. watching. He's putting a lot of work in. Yeah, dude. Like you're watching <laughs> the movie and then making two-hour video. Like that's wow. <clears throat> it's really his really most insane. popular video is Triple X from 2002, reviewed one year ago. Has a staggering 524,000 views. What half like, a million views? How does a video like Triple X? Triple X. So my Felicity review almost has like a hundred thousand. Jeez. Yeah. See, if you let didn't me, give up look. YouTube, you could have been the next Rambo. Yeah, because you were probably because you probably reviewed it before it got released, or re- when it got released, or something, right? That's what happens with those those. Oh yeah, it, that, no, that yeah. That honestly, if I reviewed all of the the screeners and digital screeners I got on YouTube, you know, I would yeah. they, they would probably blow up because I don't that think people. I, <laughs> I mean, I have I've re- I've reviewed, but like for midnight releasing and you know shit like that so no one's gonna hundred thousand people aren't checking out those reviews trust <laughs> me but yeah i don't I do mean, a lot before they has, get released the, yeah. if people like him you know and clearly p- some people do because he has twelve thousand subscribers and he's putting in this kind of work good for him you know oh, what yeah. i mean yeah there's nothing wrong with it it's just you know i mean Weird. i've said i've said many many times <laughs> that my least favorite type of <clears throat> videos are rant videos i never click on them if it says rant I mean, in the title, I will never <laughs> click on a video that says rant. I can't stand rant videos. It just fucking I, drives me I don't nuts. like the idea of saying, I think like, clip, I'm going to rant on this. and hit, like it's I the, get the – we rant all the time. Yeah, but I don't title it rant. And fucking, I know. I mean, there but is it's something not intentional. To... But it's not – It's for us, it's not intentional. Like, we just bicker and, and fight and shit like that. It just comes with the natural flow of the show. The thing is, if he, he already knows going into it that he's going to destroy this fucking movie for like 55 minutes and call it triple X rant video. You know, it's like it's so calculated to me, man. I'm not a fan of that. I never. Yeah, have I'm not. I'm not a fan of it either. But I'm saying that, like, you know, because I, I don't like the idea of like, oh, man, I'm going to tear this apart. Like, it just it seems corny to me. I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah. whatever floats your boat. People people love those videos. And in fact, for sure, for sure. I remember seeing a bunch. It seems like younger kids like them a lot more because I, I see. I used to have like some younger kids who. Yeah, that's why the younger kids like Will Deer too. It's the only thing that can children. keep their attention, though, man. If someone ranting like, "Oh yeah, yeah," you know, <laughs> keep their attention for more than fucking five minutes at a time. But I don't know, man. How long has Rambo Raff been active? Let's see here. Oh, it's Rambo Raff started his YouTube channel, which I do know. He had a YouTube channel before this, but he shut it down because uh, one of his he thought something was. I remember he explained it because he thought like something was going to happen to his channel, like because he had a copyright strike or something. So he just shut it down eight years ago. So 2010, 
He's been at it. I well, ca- uh, I would I can't imagine how many minutes, hours, days. What about us? Well, we have, I, I joined well, really I joined five years. I joined March twenty eighth, two thousand and nine. I've been making videos since two thousand twelve. So two thousand nine, bro. So you, you okay? So you beat him to the punch. You could have been the next cool dude to Rambo Raph. No, what I, happened? I was twelve. Yeah, but you even shouted out "cool dude." Yeah, when I was like fucking fourteen. <laughs> so <laughs> cool dude. Why did you not blow up? <laughs> what happened? He's a balding faggot now. <laughs> but what? Who Rambo Raph? No, cool dude or cool dude? You mean? Duder. You called him cool dude. Well, that's because I was 14. I didn't know he was a balding faggot at that point. <laughs> I feel like there is a tragic story here. I feel like Jeremy looked up to cool dude what? so much and he was like, yeah, I'm going to make a channel and I'm going to do a day, collection. I'm going to show day, off my laser. Back in the day, there wasn't and too many people who he were He probably popular. was like, hey, cool dude, check this out, man. I made a video. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young lad with a f- ton of potential and I'm going to be, I'm going to be yeah, the next you. you. I got and then cool dude probably blew him off. That. I got a few shout outs in that what movie one in cool dude era. Hell yeah. You probably blew him off. Now he's a balding ass. So what? Tell Jeremy us. Tell us the story. Tell us the story. Cool dude. I can't believe he blew me off. I hate this guy. Tell us. Tell us what happened. Tell us what happened, man. You're so hostile tw- towards him, but you used to watch him at one point. Something yeah, happened. Then, There's a then, fucking turning friends. point here. He was still friends with MJ, and he, they would you make those. Man. They would make those skit videos, and now he's a oh, fucking. Loser. Yeah, and they were funny. They were, were a big Don and Murph fan. You're no, like, dude, I'm going to go as Murph for Halloween. I can't no, wait. No, but they were funny, and he would swear, and he would be he, – he's not – now he's fucking PC, and he's fucking goes out by and himself. He's like, hey, and he's a guys, loser. welcome to my – Well, that's because it's the new and, YouTube and watches, standards, man. If he's swearing your videos, grumpy, you can't monetize it. He watches Grumpy Cat's Happy Christmas, and he gives it a fucking positive review, and he gives everything a positive review. That video that Steve made is probably the so funniest. So you're saying Cool Dude are sold out? Yeah. So you were a diehard Cool Dude fan until he sold out. I wasn't a f- diehard. I liked his Don and Murph videos. I liked his his out of bout videos. And then he ditched Murph. He ditched MJ and his. Yeah, but didn't he have like rape allegations or something? I don't know. Who that, MJ? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly, I guess. <laughs> really. That's ridiculous. I, I remember this going around on YouTube back wow. when I was just like a voyeur of YouTube where I just kind of I wasn't part of it yet I but I just kind of stepped back and <laughs> and uh and like observe. back in the day when you go out with his dad and his dad's fucking hilarious like that's that's the best part of pork chop too is his family's cameo and moods could agree to that yeah because it literally is, is the only good part of that movie his dad is fucking funny as hell his dad's like Bring her back, and he's like, "No, because you're just gonna eat all of the food in the fucking refrigerator, you fat ass." It's fucking hilarious. Listen, I know that you're being coy here. I know that there's some dark thing that happened with your relationship with Cold Dude. Okay, maybe dude. maybe you're not ready for it now, but maybe in time. You want me to say shit. he put it in my butthole? Is that what you want me to say? No, I want you to say the story. What I ha- just what was traumatic? Did he turn you down? Like, were you like, 
cool because I know he had like the Body Bags X channel one time where there was a reviewer each day. Did you audition for that and get turned down and it broke your no, little? No, I just Jewish realized heart. how big of a faggot he was, <laughs> and I met you guys, and you guys were a lot cooler than he was. So. <laughs> He's, he's I don't right. know, We're man. Cool I, I just, like, I'm not buying into this. Cool dude. I finally got some friends. I no longer need you. I'm not buying <laughs> into this, man. There's got to be something there. Nothing. Yeah. I just, you were a fanboy. He turned you down for something. Something happened. He said something. He broke in your hearts in some way. Yeah, maybe he broke your heart or <laughs> broke your fucking some, anal cavity. Something traumatic happened to you. But in order for you to have this much pent up resentment against cool if it dude. wasn't, mental, it was definitely physical. I don't know, but I just I just told you what I what I think and why I stopped watching his videos That's because still, he... w- one of the funniest samples I ever used in my video. <laughs> you said cool, dude. <laughs> I still love that man. It's like fucking oh, it's so classic, fucking fourteen year old Jeremy. Oh, thank yep. you for that. Thank you for that. It was really good, really good. I but even I'm had saying, I was even I was even I was even repping the shankle ankle and everything back then. But I do agree though, man. Like where you're coming from, like the whole PC bullshit and stuff. If you do watch some of the older videos, he definitely was a lot different. But once you start, you know, receiving uh, notoriety on YouTube like, and getting bigger like and, and from companies. Reviewing, but once you start reviewing, reviewing Return of Haunted Hill or Return of the House on Haunted Hill and he's like, next up we have Return of Haunted Hill. Don't buy it. It's a fucking piece of shit. It's like, this yeah. is funny. Well, that's what like, I'm saying, man. That that's what I'm saying. Once you start getting that recognition and, you know, you start receiving shit from every company and stuff. You to maintain that, you know, to get all that free shit from all those companies, all those places, you have to be phony as shit. You have to lie. I can tell. I can tell you from first from firsthand experience. When you tell the truth in reviews, you get kicked off a fucking screener list. He likes every movie. No, he he. There's no fucking way that he actually likes some of that shit that he reviews. He gives positive reviews to keep For everything to keep everything kosher. So he keeps maintaining. Those companies don't want to hear real positive reviews. They don't want to hear their movie they released was was fucking shit. Especially coming from somebody really popular, they're gonna cut you off in a second. Have you noticed? Every one of those big YouTubers give positive reviews to everything. Everything. There's nothing I hate more than that, bro. It, I'm not I, even joking. Go through their videos. I've never in the last years, whatever, if you ever click, they'll never have anything negative to say about anything. It's like, I mean, they might say, oh, you know, this wasn't the greatest or whatever, but it's never like, this movie sucked, man. It was it's terrible. It's never honesty. It's never honesty. And that's how they maintain because there, get all there that shit are a few YouTubers I know who like, and there are some that don't that do, you know, get this stuff and they're, they're like, we we're legit. We've always been legit. Dude, I've been kicked but, off of a couple for honest. I've literally had the the PR guys or whatever email me. I wish I fuck. I've said this before. I wish I had those emails. Like yeah, I wish I had the actual emails because I would post. It was, they're they're I, funny I, as hell. I can't be mad at me. Twice. It was it? Well, one Wild guy from Wild Eye fucking email, or oh, okay. me- emailed me and was like, dude, it was literally like, dude, why are you giving reviews like that? And I emailed it back and I said, because the movie was fucking bullshit. Listen, if, if somebody wants... And I got if, kicked if, off. If a, if a company doesn't want me to give a negative review about yeah. their film, let me know beforehand, and I just won't post the review. See, it, yeah. they think they're they think these reviewers are exclusive, but I'm like, dude, I still have, you know, my rep to maintain, which is honesty. honesty. That's what my channel's all about. I never bullshit. Like, I'll just tell the truth. It is what it is, right? I don't give a fuck. If you're going to cut me off, then I got stop, kicked out stop of sending me... Because- yeah. I gave a shitty review for uh, Nightmare Weekend. I was like, Which that is movie a bad sucks. movie. It's horrible. 
What do you want me to say? I said it's a good release and it has cool features, yeah. but the movie's fucking horrible. Exactly. Maybe they just thought your reviews sucked in general, and they're like, um, "Yeah, we'll just let him down <laughs> easy." <laughs> that was a written review. I spent a lot of fucking time on that shit. Really? Yeah. See, but your review I, was good though because you gave an honest review of the pro, like of the product. Like you, you reviewed the movie and you said it sucked, which it does. I mean, it's a bad movie. I, I don't mind it. It's terrible, it but it's suck. okay. But but you gave the release props, like most people would with a vinegar syndrome. Blu-ray because the transfer is good. I don't know how you don't, right? That's the thing. But so you're giving positive. I mean, in my opinion, your review is more positive than it was negative, but this is how shit works. Negative always overrules the positive in every situation. Right. I understand. I understand. Right. That's all they hear. You could, you could go on forever, but all positive. And you're like, what did you say? Negative motherfucker. No, that's it. Get this motherfucker off the list. (laughs) But I I do know. I, I, I mean, Let's be let's be honest here. Like I don't hate Cold Duder like you do, but I do agree that he's fake. He is fake as fuck. I mean, th- I don't want to sit here and like name drop a whole pile of. But we all—that's the only reason why I hate him. We all—that's th- one of the big reasons too. And like, I understand. I used—I mean, everybody watched Cool Duder videos back in the day because he was the, the guy, only guy doing it. <laughs> it was. He was one of the yeah. big, and he was okay. He was funny, you know. And, and sh- I get that. And but now it's like, dude, you know, once we start doing it and we maintain our honesty, and that's our whole thing. We always like he people. makes those fucking Tuesday shopping videos and he never fucking buys anything. It's like why the fuck are you wasting my time? Because they're all they're they're just a post content. Right? Because it's he's all about showing you what's people. out there. Yeah, that's why people watch them. <clears throat> if he buys something or doesn't, does it change what happened in the video to you? Mm. Not really, right? The point of the video, like. Well, because he says, oh, I got this one coming. I'll review it at the end of this week or at the well, end of, of course this he got or... it coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the there's a says, few people I can't stand who get fake. a lot of shit that are just so fake, man. Oh, yeah. it's just full of fucking fake ass shit, man. It's ridiculous. You know, it's what yeah. it is, man. It's how people just, it's how they make a living. Really? Telling lies. <laughs> see, see, that's that's the problem it's with us, deep. man, is that we're too fucking honest. We like Roger Eper never told a lie. We are way too honest, and that's why we can't make a living off this shit, man. So you have to be fake as fuck, tell lies your entire life, possibly take it up your fucking asshole, and that's and how I you bet succeed, you that's man. Why, I bet you that's why we stopped getting art exploitation films, because we fucking... I still get, I the, still press like I still get the press releases, but I yeah. actually even emailed them, uh, I don't know, a few weeks back about one of the releases, and I know, I think Derek got it, or somebody got it. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not getting them. And I just didn't bother with the rest of them. I still get them. What the fuck? Yeah, I stopped getting them. I've been, I was an OG with them, man. They've been, they've been auto shipping them for. I was thinking about ever. that. I was, like, I was getting auto shipped too forever, and for a while they they just weren't releasing stuff. And you know, I I every video, I love the company. Every I fucking movie that came out, I reviewed every single copy I ever got, and yeah, I'm the majority of stuff was good. Up. The majority of the stuff is good. I gave a couple bad reviews. Even to the films. stuff that isn't great. Oh, dude, the last like, husband okay. that movie's fucking god. See, I like the last husband. Oh, it's kind of trash. funny, actually. I actually bought two of their later, rele- most current releases, which were German Angst and uh, Taste of Phobia. It's a good thing they didn't. Well, I mean, whatever. It is. Taste of Phobia sucks. If they sent me those, man, those reviews would have been bad because I think I gave Taste of Phobia like a point five or one out of ten or something. I think I gave it like a four. It is so. I I didn't like any of the shorts. I'm like, this is atrocious. It has such a good idea for an anthology, and it was everything was just 
so bad. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> German Angst was another anthology, which I didn't think was terrible, but it would have been back-to-back pretty negative re- um, reviews. So I was thinking about that today. I was like, I wonder now that I have money, if I could still get that awesome bundle deal that JP got back in the day. <laughs> 60 yeah. bucks for all their releases. I asked for it, and they, they never even responded to me. I totally do. Well, I just now. wanted like the first eight because I think I missed like the first like eight releases or something. I was well, like, oh. it's a joke now to try to piece together what like they don't even come out. They say like 52 B and stuff now. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, they're, they're just numbering them with random numbers right now. And yeah, le- and the, letters. The numbers are absolutely <laughs> screwed. They, so, they really dropped the ball on that. <laughs> oh, it's such a mess. It's like that's why you collect because they're numbered. And now, well, the thing that's pissed yeah. me off, a couple of the films that come out recently from them, I've heard are really good things like the movie Trauma apparently is really good. So yeah, I, I fucking brutal. One. I want to watch that. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, damn, I'm I, gonna, I really wanted to I can, that. I can rip Blu-rays now. I might order that. I want to watch that. Nice. I could send it to you. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, you know, just for review purposes, of course. Yeah, uh, anyway. <laughs> fuck cool, Of course, of course. I don't know, man. Didn't we just talk about this last week, how we had, like, the longest intro ever? It w- Dude. And it was not, by yeah. the way. It was, like, 45 minutes. We've had ones that are way longer than that. But, again... This went pretty long, so should we move oh, this along? Should we get off the intro? That fucking cool duder faggot, bro. I knew as soon as cool duder name name got dropped, it was. Yep, here we go. Uh, here we damn go. Damn it! I broke my rule. I even have the post-it note still taped on my TV that says "only make a joke once," and I just said it four times, so I got to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> He's not joking. I'm not joking. There literally there is, is a, a note post-it. that says that. Yeah, on yep. his computer, hundred percent. Don't make a joke more than once. <laughs> the same joke. Apparently, he never reads that thing. <laughs> He never looks at it. So, um, but yeah. Anyways, man, let's move along. Let's get into uh, some news. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Alright, so first up, just want to say the trailer for Leprechaun Returns has dropped, people. It's dropped. Okay. What do you mean? That people are dropping dead because it sucks so bad? Yeah, it looks no, pretty shitty. dude, it looks awesome. And look, I don't watch trailers, but I just had to hear, I just had to see if this new actor. Oh, look at this guy breaking could, his own rule. Don't be watching new trailers and shit. And he totally snuck could, a I just needed to see if he had the essence of Warwick Davis, I swear. Now does it? And he does. He does have the essence, but it's, his voice is different, but I'm okay with it. Well, this looks awesome, man. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I'm still not going to watch a trailer, but. I mean, look. I'll watch you when it comes out, of course. Leprechaun is Leprechaun, right? I like, didn't say not, I wasn't going to watch it. I just said it looked like shit. Well, I mean, would you watch any of the trailers and think they looked great if to any of the films? Mm. I've seen... I like Back to the Hood. I've, I mean, I've probably seen all the trailers in, in retrospect, really, but I don't know. I never would think that these <laughs> movies look good, though. Like, I would just... Like, I love them. So... I guess I'm it depends what stage in your different. life you watch them. If you watched it like back in 1990 or 91, whenever the original Leprechaun, I mean, you're like, man, it's a Leprechaun movie. Don't matter what the trailer really looks like or what it's giving you, it's probably going to pique your interest a little bit, wouldn't it? Yeah. A no, little fucking would. Leprechaun going around killing people and shit, looking for his gold. 
it looks like it has the spirit of the Leprechaun films, which I'm happy about. And that's all I really wanted, right? If we're going to do another Leprechaun, can we just make it an actual Leprechaun movie? Um, it could be comedic. It could be serious. It could be whatever. But all it needs to really truly have is a decent looking Leprechaun and some kills. Yeah. And that's what Leprechaun's all about, man. And I love the movies. So I want a balance, this, though. I honestly would like a balance. You know? I just didn't have faith that they could make a great Leprechaun movie like Leprechaun 3 or 2 or even 1. Let's talk about Back to the Hood. That's the best one, bro. You know, you know, you know what JP's doing I right like now? Back to the Hood. You know what he's doing right now? He's giving spoilers to his fucking top 50 list. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> Dude, what he's fucking no. doing. I know exactly what he's doing. No, listen. That Come list on. is hard, dude. I <laughs> I did a rough draft. I thought it was gonna be easy. I was like, there's probably not even fifty movies that I absolutely love. There's yeah. way over fifty movies that I absolutely love. Yeah, dude. I told you. Like, remember when I said I had like a list of a couple hundred? I'm like, I wasn't joking, dude. It's hard, dude, to dude. It's so really hard. It I down. gave up after I got to I got to fifty without. I didn't even get to Friday the Thirteenth. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was dude. at 52 and I'm like, okay, time to add these Friday the 13th. And then I was like, I was like, ah, what am I going to cut? Did you, did you come up with some type of personal criteria to put the films in? Yes, I did. Because so at first, and we'll get back to the news in a second, but at first I was just going to go with like films that I had highly rated over the years and like along with some of my favorites realized that probably none of those films that I had highly rated are going to make my list. And I specifically am going with shit that I just love. Like that I've seen, I'm very nostalgia heavy on this list shit that I are just my favorites. They're but my that, favorite, but movies. that's the way the list should be. I'm, I'm going, it, well, yeah, I'm, it I'm, is. <laughs> I'm personally doing it. Like these are all personal picks and it's, you know, it's the films that I can pop in pretty much anytime. You know, we all yeah, have well, those type uh, of films. Let if you me, want to let me rephrase something. that a little bit. Yeah. Not necessarily that I was going away from like ranking and ratings and stuff. Mm. I'm saying like films that I love, like just for an example that I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like the battery. I love the battery. I've only seen it one time. That's not going to make my list. So I, at first I thought those type of films had a chance to make my list. But then after I seen how many movies that I've seen a dozen times that, that I just love Mm-hmm. There's no way I could put that on my list, a film that I absolutely love but only seen once, over films that I absolutely love, maybe rated less, but I've seen a million times. Like it's it's gonna be heavy rewatch based. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It's almost like go to films. You know, and yeah. that, that's the way you, it, I think if you approach it without stressing too much about it and you're like, Man, I've seen this film like nine times and if you just think about it for a brief second you go there's a reason why i've watched this movie so many times i mean the reason might vary it might be because we were forced to for the podcast or whatever but most of the time it's probably because you love the film it's something special to you and that's why dude, those it's films hard. it's so yeah. hard man. yeah dude like, like i'm I have not a even lot joking films. i don't know how i'm gonna squeeze i don't know what to cut at this point I, here's how i started right at first i went through each year of every you know how we do the top tens? We Google like 1982 films. I went and I picked like 10 from each of those that I liked. And then I started adding them all to a list. Then I realized, wait, this is going to be way too, too many. So I was like, fuck it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to get a piece of paper and I'm going to write down films that come. Ooh, so you're my doing head. what I do. Yeah. And then I'll rank them later. But I got to like 50 before I even added any like Fridays or nightmares or anything. And I'm like, dude, 
<laughs> this is going to be impossible. Yeah. And I'm starting to look at like what I can cut out. And I'm like, dude, I, I love this movie. Like I can't like, oh man, like that. How, Cause it almost feels like I'm picking films. It feels like, and I'm never going to like, it's like, I'm disrespecting these other ones that I love because <laughs> on my list. it feels like, a, like it's almost like the, I'm choosing like, these are my films and everything else isn't. And it's like, weird you know like i i'm picking like a final 50 to watch or something mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> it's a good way it's approaching actually it's, it's a good way approaching actually if you if you approach it with the mindset of you like know, the desert the, island the desert pick. island picks right if you say it used to be this thing it was like seven or eight type of genres whatever type of film stuff you had to pick one from each of this thing what films did you take in this case it's 50 you know films that you could watch yeah, over and let's over say again, you only get to moment. watch these 50 films for the rest of your life you want to pick ones with that you love, so that's, uh, that's the list, it's man. Stressful, man. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be hard, but it's way. Harder I can see than Jeremy I... just putting a bunch of films with a randomizer and be like, "Yeah, yeah. that one gets picked. That one gets picked. Nice, pretty much." <laughs> Come on, take it seriously. I do take motherfucker. We spent four months on the top hundred list. Don't tell me about taking shit. Yeah, serious, you were there. If I guess. Oh, suck my ballsack. You were definitely going to say dick. Okay, suck my dick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's coming. And then Leprechaun also is coming before the end of the year. Leprechaun returns. I'm excited, dude. I could, I, I, like, over. it looks so much better than Origins. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because it's a Leprechaun movie. So, it's did my, just, so did my shit this morning. I mean, it looks, be- it looks like a direct-to-video movie. Yeah. But they all were, you know? Like, what do you expect? Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the major. What the hell was that? The majority. Fucking Dexter being stupid. I thought that was a fart. I was like, what the hell? Um, But yeah, I mean, the majority of the films that we watch are like that anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. Good, man. At least least we don't have a CG'd monster and and shit like that. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. Well, I mean, there's probably some. There's there's little leprechauns, like 10 of them. So. It's pretty I'm, shitty. I'm sticking See, I with these not going to be CG, man. I don't know. So, um, after that, the poster for the Child's Play remake came out, and I just, I we haven't talked about this really that much. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it is going to be named Chucky, apparently, the doll. They're buddy dolls now instead yeah. of good guys. Yeah. Buddy, buddy dolls. B E. B E D D I. What are you talking B- about? B U D D I. So the dolls were from Canada then? Ooh, Vikings were on the five yard hey buddy. line. Hey, buddy. <laughs> buddy dolls from Canada. <laughs> so it's it's the, the MGM Orion remake. And as we know, there's still the existence of the other Child's Play franchise. I said this on Twitter the other day. I'm okay with this. I've come around to the idea of having two separate franchises. It's because well, we're already dealing MGM with the puppet master. Own, so. MGM owns the name to Child's Play, mm-hmm. and Mr. Mancini owns the rights to Chucky, the character Chucky. I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it's confusing, but yeah, it's confusing. I mean, they're so that's why it's probably to... called Buddy and not Good Guy because Don Mancini owns the rights to Good Guy. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can see this thing being a thing, though. I mean, I think we talked about this with the Puppet Master also, you know, kind of starting two different franchises and instead of just dealing with all the rights bullshit, just start your other franchise. 
just have <laughs> you know them fucking crazy? coincide in the, same, in the same world. You know, it's like whatever. So this one is not going to be like possessed by a serial killer. Yeah, it's like a robot. So what does software just go crazy or something? Yeah, yeah. It's like to- uh, he gets a bug. Uh, small soldiers. soldiers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which we we've, we've seen this before. Yeah, that's not very original. But yeah. I mean, but doing the other being a possessed serial killer wouldn't be very original either, right? It would just be but doing child's play. It would but be kind remake, of like remaking yeah. the movie, right? Yeah, this is the, I I but don't we always say that we prefer re- remakes that like take it in a different direction? Yeah, I mean, really, how many options do you have with a killer doll? Yeah. Not it's either, it's either possessed. It. It's either possessed or it's mechanical. This hurts Computer. my heart. Having a child's play without Mancini, it's this fucking sacrilege. Yeah, but I don't think Mancini. I, you know what, man? I used to love Mancini, or no, that's not true. I'm indifferent on Mancini because he's let me down twice now. After he picked me back up. But it's still his franchise and everything, you know? He's written everything. It might be his franchise, but let's not forget that it's our franchise too, damn it. There would not be a franchise without us. still his. To have him not being part of it is fucking shit. I don't know if he deserves to be part of it all the time. He made C to Chucky, dude. Yeah. And that one sucks. And Call of Chucky was pretty lame as well. You've watched it once. I don't think that's a good assessment based on one's viewing. Based off one viewing, it was lame. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like Child's Play 3 and you'll like it more. I have a feeling if you rewatch that one, it's going to get even lamer. Yeah, because we were high on it. It's almost like we wanted to like it. So it could. now that I know that it's lame, I might like it even less. (laughs) We have two more sequels in a TV series coming, so just we're stuck with it. Hopefully he can redeem himself, damn it. I mean, the Perch TV series seem to be doing fine, so... I'm curious what network it will end up on. I say you go Netflix, or, like, Shudder. I say... I, I think it goes USA Network again. Again? Well, the Perch is on USA. Is that what it's that's on? A, okay. Oh. That's a universal franchise. Yeah, we'll see. I don't even know, man. I yeah. don't even know if that's gonna happen. Like, they're saying it's happening, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so after that, we have a 24 and Apple are joining forces to produce multiple films together across the next several years. So Apple is dipping its hands. And it's weird. And Blumhouse announced this week that they're going to do eight films with Amazon. So it's like, you just stole my other news. All these small companies. So yeah, Blumhouse and Amazon partner for eight original genre films with a thematic connection, um, which is, that's very important important detail there thematic yeah. connection what does that mean that they're all going to be connected thematically yeah that's pretty that's, self-explanatory that's, like yep. what does that mean that we're going to have similar themes that all connect to each other so is it going to be like like what like can you speculate no why because <laughs> i don't know what it fucking means so I'm well yeah you, but you said it was pretty simple so i mean what it's it fancy actually word for is continuity really yeah. it's just gonna all be connected man yeah, I know, understand that, dude. I'm not, I'm saying like, what could it mean though? Like, what do you like? What ha, like, like is it gonna be like a series? Is it gonna be like you know you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out like what it what they have up their sleeve, not what the 
the literal definition of connection and thematic is. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I guess we'll have to find out for more details. Mm. It says, uh, we are delighted Amazon is entrusting Blumhouse to deliver its signature thrills and chills to its global audience through this deal. The gr- th- this is a great opportunity for Blumhouse Television to empower underrepresented filmmakers Tele- offering fresh take on dark genres loved by fans all over the world. So is it going to be a TV series? It says eight original genre films, though. Hmm. That doesn't really sound... Maybe it's... Would you consider, like, a Masters of Horror a film, or do you consider that... What do you consider Masters of Horror? Dude, dude. It, it is that like could that. Be the hint. That, that could be the hint. That could be the hint. Because he ma- said... Yeah, Masters of Horror considered movies. Yeah. yeah. Right? And it's this is know, a, part of a TV series, technically. That so, are all connected. Dude, listen. And this this last line here. <clears throat> this is a great opportunity for Blumhouse Television to empower underappreciated filmmakers. Mm. To me, that, sound, that sounds like it could be something like that. You know what I mean? Something uh, like for a, underappreciated people. Or it, it could just mean that it's going to be a bunch of female directors. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too, dude. That'd be funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. What if it's like? What if it is something like that? That it's like um, some sort of you know, ma- like like that theme of maybe not masters mm-hmm. of horror, but you know, like hidden gems of horror or something. Or just like good directors that don't, you know, the new the new classes if it's that same structure as masters of horror that's i'm totally fucking down with that yeah like and making mini movies this will be on this will be on amazon yeah amazon prime yeah yeah hmm. well that that's something exciting for me because that's pretty cool i think that i think that prime needs to get a little bit like i have prime video and i use it for like this week with madness and stuff like that but they don't really have like new content like yes they do but, it's just not horror stuff but well there's that's a lot of tv saying. shows on there. that's what i'm saying though I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the horror stuff they don't have like a lot of stuff that you know you get and then it's like when i do the netflix and chill horror podcast which is covering streaming horror i try to do you know the new films, stuff that just came out like that is going to be 2018 list potential. And we always, I have a bumper that's made for when we do something on prime. I've never been able to use it because yeah. like it, it, I, I, I've never seen a new horror film on prime really. That's like a prime exclusive or whatever. It's usually just shutter and Netflix mm-hmm. and Hulu. Wasn't Demon night prime exclusive moods, demon house. I'm not. I'm not sure if it was. I have I swore that wasn't on anywhere else. That's that documentary it, yeah, I was watching. I, I know there was something that was, and that may have been it. I can't remember, yeah, dude. I, I thought that was a prime exclusive. Yeah, I'm not sure. Huh? Demon it may have been. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Shit. I didn't so, see it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, we got Apple and now Amazon. <laughs> And then uh, Bad Robot is going to be developing two new horror films, um, which is supposed to be one that is a twist on a possession film. <clears throat> so That's weird, considering Overlord didn't do that well. So it's called The Possession of Insert Overlord's Someone's Name? Overlord's probably going to make its money back. Let me see what it's made overseas. 
in two weeks. Let's check. So this week, Overlord, Overlord made three point eight five million this weekend, and it's only made thirty two million dollars worldwide on a thirty eight million dollar budget. So Man, by that- the time it hits DVD and digital, it'll it'll at least break even yeah. when you factor in promotion and stuff like that, which. You know, it's not losing money at least, probably. So, I mean, but definitely that's not sequel area. There's really no room for a sequel. Yeah, there's no story wise. Oh, too. I think there's always room. They can always come up with some bullshit to make a sequel. I I'll mean, watch yeah, it. technically, but I'm saying like, yeah. like this one feels pretty contained. Yeah. I mean, you could also you could make. I mean, same concept. You could do an Overlord two and just set it somewhere else in the war. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's it? I actually have one piece here. Um, I just want to report on this. I just wanted to report on this because I was a really big fan of these books growing up. I had, like, the whole original run, read them all. Big, big fan. And I was just happened to be thinking about this because I remember hearing something through the grapevine that some of these books were being possibly made into movies. And I'm talking about the uh, the Fear Street, the Arl Stein Fear Street line from back in the early 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's coming from Bloody Disgusting. And yeah, and that's fucking cool, man. So if you're a fan of the Fear Street books like I was, this is pretty exciting that it's actually been pretty much confirmed and that they may be being shot right now and stuff. It says, um, uh, so it's to deal with Fox. 20th Century Fox is developing a trilogy of films based on Arl Stein's Fear Street book series with Honeymoon filmmaker Lee Yannick. So that's cool. You guys see Honeymoon? No, but I heard no. it was good. I heard yeah. it was good. Yeah, Honeymoon's a really good film. So that actually got me a little bit excited, too. I'm like, well, that's not too bad. Uh, having been hired to write and direct three different scripts that were potentially going to be shot back-to-back. Uh, reportedly, these movies that would be released close together and stuff. So... Um, that's cool, man. That's cool. They have not announced which books are being made into it. And I mean, I would prefer that they would do something like a almost like a Masters of Horror thing. I mean, it could be different directors and stuff, but just make them into short films because it's by the sounds of this. It sounds like it's going to be full length films. Eh, I mean, it might work. I think, you know, hour long adaptations would work fine for this because <clears throat> there was what, like 40 or 50 books in the original. Are you guys familiar with the original? Yeah, books. I read. No. I read some of them. I mean, I preferred Goosebumps, yeah, but um, see, I was Fear the Street was cool too. I was the polar opposite. I mean, it's because also it came out before. I mean, I wasn't really overly that familiar with the Goosebumps stuff, but I thought these were really, really cool, man. For you know the time they're coming out. Yeah, I, I used to get those and the Christopher Pike books from yeah. the library all the time. Like, yeah, exactly. Those were my go-to, John. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Like the picture, the headline reads: Arlstein is assures, and it's actually coming from Arlstein. He actually tweeted or something like that. That multiple Fear Street movies are currently in the works at Fox, and the pictures shown are the book of the Prom Queen, the Sleepwalker, and Cheerleaders: The First Evil. Now, when I was first, I've thinking read of, two of those. Yeah, I've, I've read them all. I, I don't remember the Sleepwalker. I don't remember I, anything about them yeah, really. <laughs> but I remember loving. The cheerleaders first evil one and i think there was three of those i think that was a trilogy of books or whatever and that's cool that they're showing the picture yeah. i don't know if it's going to be one of them but if it is that one that's one, really cool one thing because... i loved about those and the christopher pike books is yeah. the covers are so great they're so like 80s and 90s yeah, you know dude. I mean? they just oh, have I that just format 
yeah, they have that kind of look format, you know, right away. Even if the font yeah. wasn't there, you know it what it was kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, man, I those it used to piss my mom off because my mom would buy me the books. She'd be down at the mall or whatever. And four hours after we got home, I'd read the whole fucking book. <laughs> She's like, are you serious? You've done that already? And I'm like, can't put it down. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. So it's very, very nostalgic for me. But I just want to see the adaptations. I'm To this day, I'm super pissed off still because um, I gave all my books, like the entire first run, to my sister, who is six years younger than me. So, you know, when I became 18 or whatever, I was like, hey, you know, she's 12. You want to read these? Because that's what I was reading when I was... Well, actually younger than that, I guess it would have been 9, 10 or whatever. So, and I think she got rid of them. It totally pisses me off. <laughs> I wish I had them. Because I, I see people like out in the, you know, doing their out and about and shit. And they'll find these books. And they're like, yeah, look what I found. Some Fear Street Arl Steins, man. Cool. And I'm like, fuck off. God damn it. Yeah, Carly finds them sometimes. Um, I yeah, used to have the first run of Goosebumps. Not the entire run, but most of them. Yeah. And I gave those to my cousin. Uh, a couple of years ago, actually, and yeah. now I'm kind of sad about it. I know, right? Like, uh, I mean, I'm pissed off. I know my sister. They were just, goosebumps, they were just but... so. They're so, like books to take up space, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, we already I don't just, have enough just space. Sitting as it is. there, yeah, they were just sitting there in boxes, and I was yeah. just like, I'm never gonna pull these out. Like, so I was like, you know, mm-hmm. but now I kind of wish I had them. It's weird. I do. I, I wish I had them too. I mean, my kid's too young to read them right now, but it would be it'd be cool to pass that down and be like, hey, oh man. <laughs> definitely old enough for goosebumps though oh for sure he loves goosebumps he loves yeah. goosebumps like, he actually what's reads, his favorite he what's, reads, yeah what's his favorite uh, i don't know i'd have to ask him i'm not really sure he well loves, ask he loves <laughs> yeah i will I, he loves the the show and reading the books and stuff and yeah and I, so, I grew up on the show i love it too what was your favorite jeremy monster blood was the shit bro me too man monster yeah. blood that's my shit i love all yeah. three of them. yeah oh, i think there's a fourth one too actually yeah there's a couple i know there's Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I, I obviously Night of the Living Dummy. Always yeah, like classic. A lot. The second Night of the Living Dummy. Night of the Living uh, Dummy. That's a good episode. Yeah. What else, man? That I that there was such good ones. They're all good. Yeah, they are. And you read them so fast. Yeah, they're like a hundred <laughs> yeah, pages. Mon- say cheese and die. That was another one. I really yeah, that's liked. good. That cover's cool. Yeah. It's all them skeletons. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a good one. Nostalgic, man. Nostalgia. Yep, and that's the one piece that I had for the news. Fucking thing sucks! Let's uh, move this along, and uh, Jeremy, let's get into some dead mail. Dead mail from, this is issue, I think it's... This is this is during the era from like issue like fifty to ninety that they weren't labeling what issue number they were unless you looked like inside of the cover. It's fucking stupid. Uh, issue number eighty seven from October nineteen eighty nine. On the cover we have Phantom of the Opera, Robert England's version, Nightmare Five controversy, Who Killed Freddy? Question uh, mark. Society. And Wes Craven's Shocker, Slasher for the 90s, and Halloween 5. So, jack-packed issue here. And in the front cover, we have Phantom of the Mall. And uh, let's see. This comes from Russell Calhoun from Elkville, Illinois, which isn't 45 minutes outside of Chicago, let me say. And he writes, (laughs) I took great offense at Frank Mansusco Jr.'s comments in Fangoria number 84, in which he stated that Jason is an object of fear, 
while Freddy Krueger is no longer a fear object. I strongly disagree. Jason is no longer an object of fear due to the fact that he has not that he has not changed in the seven Friday the 13th movies. His exploits are unimaginative and routine. It is going to take more than a locomotive locom. Oh, it's going to take more than a location change in the eighth movie to breathe new life into an already stale series. As for Freddy Krueger, what is wrong with his one liners? They add to his personality, something Jason is solely missing. When these two terror titans battle each other for box office dollars this summer, we will see who is the horror champ. My money is on Cougar. Kruger. So who actually well, won well, that let's year? Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So what was what it? Year it would was have that, been, Jimmy? It would 1989, have been October. Friday the 13th so part five eight. Jason, and... takes Man- Jason Takes Manhattan versus the Dream Child? Yep. Is that what we're battling here? Cool. That is correct. Cool. Yeah. Very widely hated films. In those franchises. <laughs> Actually, our homeboy, Andy, that we talked off uh, about on top of the show. Shout out to Andy again. Uh, that's his favorite one. Is that one. the cheap bastard? No, I'm just joking. That's, that's his favorite one is Jason Takes Manhattan. I think he admits that part three is the best one, but eight is his favorite. Weird. I bet you, I bet you there's nobody out there whose favorite nightmare film is part five. That, yeah. that might be a fact. That might be a fact. Do we have an answer? Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But I know that, like, I am at, I'm predicting Jason wins. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I'm saying I'm saying Nightmare on Elm Street wins, man. Hmm. Because that was the year. And I think I've told a story before for Halloween when I showed up at school in my Freddy outfit and there was, like, 19 other Freddies. That was, that was huge. I think it had yeah. something to do with the box office success that year. Just it was massive. You're all right. It's uh, Elm Street Five made twenty two million, and Friday Eight made fourteen million. Man, I'm better at this game than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. I mean, Elm mm-hmm. Street did pretty well at the box office for the time. Yeah, because I knew probably wasn't in that many theaters. Yeah, Dream Child is actually the second least grossing in the entire series, though. Mm-hmm. Part six must be the least, right? Actually, probably not. No. Fred, Freddy's Dead probably did really good because it had the 3D gimmick. And I remember when but that was in theaters. It also has the Freddy's Dead gimmick, the final nightmare. Yeah, exactly. It basically had a dual gimmicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the rundown. That makes Freddy sense. versus Jason did the best. It makes sense. Uh, Elm Street remake did the second best, which also makes sense. Yeah, wide, way wider. Yeah, um, newer. You know, more people. Uh, Elm Street Four did the third best. Then Elm Street Three. Then Freddy's Dead at fifth place. Then Elm Street Two in in sixth place. Elm Street One in seventh place. Elm Street. Five in eighth place, and New Nightmare is the worst grossing. Mm. New Nightmare only made six point six million. Yeah, but that's probably why they didn't make any more. I'm a little bit shocked by that. That that one didn't. I mean, it's it's also the time it came out in the '90s. I mean, horror was yeah, horror was dead. (laughs) Mainstream horror, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was not doing well, so that doesn't really surprise me. But Mm -hmm. big shocker there, Elm Street Four, the best out of the original series well i think they talk about that in the documentary right because nightmare th- uh, three did so well 
that and everyone loved Nightmare Three. That everybody yeah. went to see Part Four, and that's I think they specifically talk about that why it was yeah. so successful. Yeah, I mean, all of these movies minus you know Wes Craven's New Nightmare did make their did money. Pretty, oh, actually, yeah, I was wrong about that. Sorry, that was the opening six point six million. It made eighteen million. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So mm-hmm. 18 million, 22, 25, 29, 34, 44, 49, 63, and 82. Mm. That's good. I mean, that's a that's a strong franchise right there. And to think that they just are not making those films anymore. For who? What, f- why? Right? I don't know what's going on. But like Elm Street 2 made $29 million in 614 theaters. But they're fucking bonafide moneymakers. I'm surprised that people aren't taking chances on these. I think Saw's the biggest, the most money-making franchise, isn't it? I would assume it's Saw. Um, Probably now. It used to be Friday. Well, the majority of the franchises have a lot of films that weren't theatrical, so... Yeah, Saw would make sense. Yeah. I mean, anyway. how, many, how many of the major franchises actually have all their films that were theatrical? Maybe three of Nightmare, them? Nightmare, right? Nightmare. Uh, Nightmare, Friday, Saw, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. That's probably the only ones. Bears are waiting for uh, 10 to nothing, by the way. <laughs> um, okay. I am curious real quick, uh, just really quickly. Actually, what, what about is... Chainsaw? Chainsaw. No, no, absolutely not. Leatherface the last wasn't one. theatrical. The last film yeah. didn't get a theatrical run? No. Leatherface? No. Really? It wasn't shown at Oh, crazy. Okay. No. So yeah, you are in fact right. Saw is I think the highest grossing. I don't know about the Annabelle or the uh Conjuring, Conjuring. films. Yeah, that would be pretty high too. But Friday the 13th has made 380 million world or, or uh you know, domestic. Yeah. And uh that 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 was pretty high for the longest time, but then Saw is f- at four fifty three now. I hope they make another one. I'd like to see another one. Me too. I'm down. Yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. Next letter comes from G T J Denton from Ontario, Canada. T J Denton. <laughs> that name sounds so made up. <laughs> <laughs> and he writes. Thumbs down on Watchers. What a flop. How could they make a great book into such a terrible movie? And they wouldn't let Fangoria show photos of the cheesy outsider? I don't blame them. Even though the monster was created by David Miller, who made Nightmare on Elm Street, if I, was a, if I were a filmmaker, I'd be ashamed of such an abominable movie. They say the film opened in only two cities. Now I know why. Has anybody seen um, yeah, Watchers? Man, that's yeah, man. Yeah, Haim. Yeah, I like that movie. Corey Haim. And Canadian legend Michael Ironside. Yeah. It's actually a good movie. What the hell is this guy talking about? I don't about? know, man. He's fucking. He's a Canadian hating on Canadian shit. Been getting a lot I don't of know. people with hating on their own country name. shit. Yeah, with her fake TJ. What was his name? TJ Denton? TJ <laughs> Denton from Ontario. That's not real. Come on. Ah. All right. Tim Wadden from Mimmar, Florida writes Hey, Tony. I saw you on Morden Downey, and you were great, considering what little time Downey and his panel of nitwits gave you to speak. You stood firmly by the horror community. Your views on parental responsibility and censorship really agree with mine. It's obvious they're trying to obliterate our genre, and it ticks me off. I thank God that I'm 17 now, and I can see any film I want. If they continue censoring younger kids, 
could forget about seeing uncut horror. And how about that feminist claiming that horror films induce violence against women? I'm usually feeling more scared than violent after leaving the theater. You know what makes me violent? When people promote censorship. They're out there, and they want to take away our splatter. I've got an idea. Let's take away their soap operas and cop shows and cut all the kissing and high-speed chases scenes out. How would they like that? Question mark. So more people bitching about censorship. I wonder if yep. he has those same views, like, you know, 29 years later, because now he's in his later 40s. I wonder what he thinks of that. Wouldn't you just love yeah. to just fucking ring him up right now? We were supposed to send somebody something once. Just, just dial that motherfucker up and be like, yo, man, so what's your thoughts on uh, censorship now that you're a father of, like, nine? <laughs> uh, this comes from Tim Stickle from Toledo, Ohio. Now, that's definitely a fake name. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. And he also saw... <laughs> the editor on Morton Downey Jr. And he writes, I was watching the Morton Downey Jr. show on TV and who should be on but Fango's editor, Anthony Tapone. The subject was horror pornography. They had this woman on who said that slasher movies provoke men and children to go out and kill or rape women, which is altogether <laughs> pretty damn stupid. I have never heard of anyone who watched a horror movie and then went out to kill someone because the film provoked them to do so. Fuck. I am 16, have been watching horror movies since I was five, and have yet to become an axe murderer. <laughs> People who commit filing crimes are already messed up mentally because they have... Ooh, that's a typo. Because... People who commit filing crimes are already messed up mentally before they ever see or read about movies. It makes me sick that these anti-horror people use the genre as a scapegoat for killers like Ted Bundy. I want to credit Anthony, who looked a little like who looked a little nervous, but who wouldn't, for what he said. Would you rather have your kids smoking crack or watching horror movies? We like horror movies because we like being scared and we need a release for stress. We don't watch them to become serial killers. You didn't get to say that a lot, Anthony. But what did you say made me proud? Keep up the good work. Yeah, that bitch didn't get the memo that most avid horror film watchers have higher IQs than the average person. So go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck you. All right, that's it. Let's look at the releases that were coming out in October 1989, of course, on the good old VHS. Uh, Stephen King. Where is this fucking... Ooh, if you want to save Michael Myers' next victim from Halloween 5, please call 1-900-860-0700. And the first minute is two minute, $2, and each additional minute after that is a dollar. <laughs> Man. For what? What was it for? Uh, it says Halloween 5. This is a promotion for Halloween 5. And it says, save Michael's next victim. Call 1-900-860-0700. And the first minute is $2. And each additional minute after that is a dollar. For would, what? <laughs> I don't know. You're supposed to save Michael's next victim. Yeah, but what do you, you call in and then you just get charged money? Probably, say, don't, don't kill her. Yeah, I guess so. That will be five minutes. I wonder how, many, how much money those fucking hotlines ever made. Yeah, the 1-900s. I always wondered those oh. things, man. Like, There's got to be people calling them. Yeah. yeah. Fucking weird. Let's call that number right now. I don't want it to fucking be like a porn hotline and I get charged four ninety nine a minute if you want to do it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. What's the number? All right. It's uh one nine hundred Hold up. Can you imagine this shit was still active? Still active, still hooked up. 
Been doing that well. Uh, 860 Maybe they reconnected it for the new Halloween film. You know? That would be pretty sweet. You can put on speaker or what? Aww. That's lame. Fuck. Faggots. It's probably because the number was from 1989. I can't imagine. I thought it was going to be like, hot young midget sex. (laughs) Dial one for... Dial one for Shankle. Dial two for that fucking homo cool duder. Anyway, uh, these are the VHSs that were coming out. We have The Beast in the Cellar from Canon Video. Um... Crucible of Horrors, also from Canon. Uh, Twice Dead. Nice. Dance of the Dead from Virgin Video. Uh, Dracula's Dracula's Last Rites, also from Canon. And that's it. Hmm. So, week. 1989, not too much good shit coming out, but that's Dead Mail from October 1989 from Fangoria, issue number 87. You were just reading the end of an era right there. What, the 80s? Yeah, man, 89. That's what it had to offer. Shit. 93 wasn't too bad. 89 wasn't overly that horrible of a year, but... Yeah. But it was the end of the 80s and the start of... The 90210 era. So I love it. The Bears haven't gone for an extra point yet. <laughs> ah, okay. And that is Dead Mail. Let's get into okay. some knowledge. The word I bring to you today is knowledge reigns supreme. You got no time to joke and play because knowledge reigns supreme. JP, what are you doing, popping your bologna over there? No, I'm waiting on you. It's your segment. It's not my segment. It's, it's the our, show's segment. It's our segment. So this week's knowledge discussion is going to come via Scream Factory. Now, if you follow any type of social media, you probably have heard recently that Scream Factory has ultimately hired their prices on a bunch of certain titles. And they're forcing... Hire their prices? Is that what you said? Yeah, they hired their prices. And they're forcing retailers to sell them at these... Wouldn't it be hike their prices? Hire their prices, hike their prices, whatever. Either way, it works. People know what I'm talking about. But they're forcing retailers to sell them at these... Is that a Canadian thing? No. You sure? That's just a... Mr. Phone-in? Am I? I think. Did I get to fucking talk here? Anyways, they're forcing retailers to sell them at these at these uh, concrete prices. Yeah, and that's kind of fucked up. I mean, we recently watched a video from the owner of uh, Grindhouse Video in Tampa Bay, and he really kind of broke it down because you know he's an independent mom and pop store who deals with these distributors and stuff, and he already has to buy high, being you know an independent uh, you know retailer. So with the price hikes, you know, it really fucks him because now he's got to sell these things at a higher price and there's no margin for, you know, for, for cash. He's not really not making anything off these fucking things. So not, not only that, but somebody like this guy can't offer free shipping. So he's yeah. already at a severe disadvantage yes. because yes. 
nobody's going to buy them from him, his place at a higher price. He does bring up the fact that he brings up the whole Amazon thing where it doesn't really affect Amazon too much because as Amazon, as a big buyer, they already buy for super low. So increasing some of these titles like Creep Show and and some of these other ones by five or six dollars isn't really a big loss for them at all because they're buying super low for him. Essentially, it the only reason to have the Screen Factory titles now in his store is to just have them, just to have the selection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically just for the consumer to be like, "Hey, man, I've got like you got like two hundred titles and shit." But at the end of the day, he's not making any fucking money off here. I mean, it's not just going for him; it's going for all smaller retailers and shit. Diabolic DVD. I don't think they even carry Screen Factories anymore. Did they stop? I actually I haven't been there I, in a while. I thought I read that. Okay. But yeah, so basically what this is doing, all the smaller uh, retailers are just getting fucked. Just getting fucked. Mm-hmm. They, like they don't, he explains, you know, Scream Factory doesn't give a fuck about you. And it is kind of true. I mean, but the the thing that boggles my mind is why Scream Factory is doing this. Generally, we know when companies start to raise their prices on things, it's generally because they're losing money and it's their way of, you know, re-bringing back that, uh, you know, that cash flow. But with Screen Factory, they're a pretty damn big company. We're not talking about a smaller-ass company where they can't be losing money. So at the end of the day, we were kind of discussing this, and I'm like, it has to be all about greed. It's fucked up. You're charging $30, $35 for these Blu-rays, and that's a concrete price. That is yeah. highway fucking Creep robbery. Show is now. Let me ask you this. It's highway what? robbery, dude, and I can't believe and, – and like we know that people aren't going to stop buying these things. We got many friends that just pay top dollar for all these things and just go ahead and buy them and – which isn't helping out the fact at all. But what the fuck is this, man? Why would they do this? So what is the standard price for a new release, whether it's Synapse, Vinegar Syndrome, uh, you know, Scream Factory? I would say it's 20 Yeah, yeah I mean, it, tw- might, it might come out at $25 yeah. at first, but... But typically, the standard price is 20 and yeah. maybe it's moving more towards 23 to 25 Yeah, But... What I think Scream Factory is doing is trying to dictate the new standard price for what a new release Blu-ray costs. Thirty-five because bucks. Thirty, thirty-five. I truly Creep think show's that's what still they're... thirty-seven, but dude, the, and the, that fucker's been out for a month. The problem mm-hmm. is with that is that some of these really small niche companies like Mondo Macabro and Masker Video and things like that, they're never going to conform to this because no independent retailers, mom and pop stores, re- retailers in general are not going to pay these fucking sell these things at these prices because they're not making any money. There's no point in having them on the shelf. I understand. Critters point, is sixty bucks. Fuck that. I understand. That's not honestly. That one's a bad example because. That's actually not that bad of a price. Yeah. Well, that's not one of the There's titles. There's four films. It's basically the titles that he mm. listed in the video are the ones. And and it's probably going to go for future titles also. It's not the back catalogs or the, the critters and stuff. It was about these titles. You know, these certain titles that are coming out. Yeah. Um, so I, just, I, think that, I think they're trying to dictate the, the pacing of the price increase by... It, let's look at it this way. If all of their releases now cost $30 minimum yeah. anywhere you buy them, right? That Because that's what it is. Like They can sell them for 30 on their website, but if Amazon has them for 25 then you're going to buy them there. But if they 100% you know, change the market. Well, they're trying to monopolize. If they're if you if you're saying that they're trying to monopolize the market right now, this is bad. This is really fucking bad because, like the guy from Grindhouse, his name escapes me, and I, that sucks because I watch his videos. But, um, you know that I, that sucks because this guy has got this specialty store and he's really just trying to perform. 
you know, for for this really small niche community of mm-hmm. fans and stuff. Like, there's not a lot of these stores around, and I love what he's doing. And he's bringing in the shit. He's and like you said, he's not making that much money doing. It's for the love of it. It's to get this shit out there. If he can no longer bring those titles in, Screen Factory is essentially ruining this market by doing this. Well, what I'm worried about, you right, right, is that if Scream Factory does it and is successful, what's stopping Arrow from doing it? Because at that point, it would be the new standard, right? It's like, yeah. well, they're getting the money that that they're asking for, so why couldn't we? And then, you know, Synapse is like already starting to be like a little weird with some of the the way that they've handled pricing lately. So, um. And Blue Underground and and all these other companies. And that's frustrating as as a consumer because as, as of right now, I feel like it's it's hard to collect like it used like we used to. It is because um the prices have gone up. Uh, I remember before I never once paid over twenty dollars for a Scream Factory. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It, collector's edition or not, you know, it would drop down to like eighteen, sixteen, even for the collector's edition. It's like the fetch trends. Well, back you know, in the day, I was, I was able to get them. Yeah, I was even paying you know twenty two dollars for a collector's edition in Canada. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, yeah. that, those days are way gone. Yeah, but that's still when the Canadian dollar was better than the U.S. It dollar. was, it, it was, it was a little bit better back in those days. But, yeah. but I have noticed though. I mean, if this is the case, like if Screen Factory say is trying to monopolize the market right now, but I have noticed though, Arrow's prices have been dropping. I, I I think it's a little bit coincidental because before all this shit came out with Screen Factory, you know, stamping these concrete prices on these certain titles and shit, and going to be doing this in the future. Um, I noted like Arrow's prices were kind of coming down, and yeah, because you could like go on the UK side and get what like ten bucks a movie. Yeah, like it's just, and that's like good, good releases cheaper. too. Yeah, and that, like I mean, other companies, their prices have kind of stayed the same and shit, but they're not increasing like Screen Factory. Like this is so noticeable. <laughs> It's like ridiculous. Yeah. When you're raising prices by five, six dollars, that yeah. is insane amount of money. The the only thing else that I could think it might be in a, a reason for was um didn't they get run into an issue with like the disc like their how they produce their discs? Yeah, there's only one uh one factory in the US that's still open that replicates discs. So it's caused a problem because now they have to outsource to different countries and all this which kind is of typically stuff, so. cheaper though i mean most of the discs are made in mexico if you look at any of your blu-rays and you look at the back of the case you'll see it in blue it says disc made in mexico pretty much with any release so, so. so maybe it was like a temporary like we need to make more money to to fix this issue plus yeah. they had that whole fiasco where like all their their shipping stuff was getting messed up like all their posters and stuff so that replacing all that that pissed a lot of people off dude i think that pissed yeah. more people off than the prices was the fact that their shit was getting fucked up yeah but there was a lot of problems there yeah it was people's posters were all damaged and and a lot of people a lot of consumers collectors weren't actually receiving their stuff either and yeah. then i've been reading through a lot of comments and well that's because of the disc problems yeah, yeah, but I mean, well, some of the, I mean, for instance, this one person bought the Trick or Treat Collector's Edition from the website, yeah. and obviously comes with a poster and stuff, but yeah. got the Blu-ray, no poster kind of thing, and it was like a lot of yeah. people, and I'm just like, man, the customer service is not really great, and they just, they also were not responding to things either. I understand, they're a big-ass company, but if you are that big and you're dealing with that much 
um, product that much sales and stuff, you have to have the people to support it too, right? Yeah, and they came out and said that they hired a bunch of new people and yeah. shit like that. So, which is kind of funny because you have to remember they have, they they deal with Shout Factory too. You know, it's all the Shout Factory and Scream Factory. Well, Shout so Factory is Scream Factory is Shout Factory. It's yeah, the same I'm company. saying so they have two huge yeah. companies. It know? is kind of interesting. Like they announced they, they what they bought up the whole Corman catalog. I mean, all the other titles and stuff, and and then mm-hmm. right after this and. I guess they'd acquired some other rights and shit like that. And all of a sudden the prices go jacked up. So what did they open? I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that has went on though, you know, not like that. And then like switching the company that you buy from and then having to refund all this stuff. So maybe it's a combination of things, but the key here, the most important thing here is to just not buy it. Mm hmm. If I like, I don't plan. I listen. Even before that, when I saw Scream Factory was starting to get a little pricey, like, like twenty six dollars and stuff. Like, I don't buy that. It, it to me, the standard price should be twenty dollars or right around there. I'm I refuse to pay higher unless I do break that for the Vestron sometimes. But mm-hmm. that's because my selfish need for the slipcover, the the stupid and un unnecessary aspect of it. Um, but that's the one thing I'm willing to do. But in, in terms of, like, I never buy shit. It, it, Arrow, like, if if Arrow puts out like a nice edition of Last House on the Left in that cool box and stuff, yeah, I'll pay twenty six to thirty dollars for Speaking that. Speaking of that, moods once mine's coming. Yeah, I'm but, sending out right away here, man. Right away. I got it. But if it's I have a, a bonus standard, in that for you too. Oh, if thanks. it's a standard, co- use condom. <laughs> of course, man. Nice. If it's a standard release, you know, just regular one title film like The Thing or or Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 or Creep Show or something. Well, I don't know. Creep Show has like a cooler edition, doesn't it? Um, but if it's just like a regular standard collector's edition, like $20, dude, maybe yeah. 22 But yeah. that I'm not paying 26 let alone 30, 36 Yeah, man. And, you know, 36. like one of, the, one of the titles that really made me shake my head at this price hike was carpenter's starman blu-ray and you know it the movie itself already has a blu-ray release it's like yeah. a dump-in title now you can get it for dirt cheap probably five dollars it's like a five dollar blu-ray and they're releasing that as a collector's edition it's stamped at like thirty dollars for this blu-ray yeah carpenter's stuff really sells though but the, but the interesting fact of this though it doesn't really i mean for a collector's it's edition, a movie nobody really cares about though. it doesn't have much features on it which is but the killer is this movie is using the same transfer as that dump bin blu-ray yeah but see that the, that doesn't never bother me because i'm like if it's a good transfer what the fuck does it matter if it's the same transfer i'm not sure i'm not sure what it is, but it's just like it's one of those selling points. You're like brand new transfer, you know, brand new 2K or 4K <laughs> transfer. I mean, it's it's probably gonna look better, right? I mean, I'm not saying that's the why Starman people Blu-ray bought those. It's the selling that's why points. People bought those steel books, the new release of all these steel books. You know, that's Halloween two, Halloween three, because they were new 4K transfers. Like I found that Halloween three steel book. It's like, well, I don't need the OG Blu-ray now, so I fucking got rid of it because it's like, yeah, see, I have the new transfer. I was I passed on. I I don't like steel books, so. Yeah. I'm just like, but I, you know, the new transfer it's would be cool nice, but I'm just, I'm not a fan of transfer. If they, if they release it in the Amory case, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Might, yeah. might double dip on yeah, it. Yeah, but. but I mean, at the end of the day, it, it really is just like, we have to not allow this to be a thing. 
And if we don't, if we all don't buy it, then it'll work. And if we yeah. all do, then tough luck for us. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing I is, is titles... going to be a tough luck for us. So. Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, because you got people out there like Turi who's buying doubles of everything. Yeah. He's increasing their well, sales. He's a, like <laughs> He's just retarded. <laughs> but I, I'm like, you know, I go to fucking get The Bride. I, I, wanna, I wanted to check out that movie, The Bride. And it's thirty two ninety nine. Like everywhere, it's like thirty dollars, and it's a standard title. Yeah, that's fucked. That's insane. I think Wreck is still like over fifty bucks too, which is fine. I understand it's four movies, and I understand where you're getting at JP. But it's like it's been out for six months now. Why is it still fifty five bucks? Didn't, didn't Wreck just come out? Uh, came out. Yeah, a couple months ago. Uh, September 25th, so two months ago, but, yeah, but it hasn't dropped down in price at all. Yeah, was, but, I mean, was, that's okay. What was the pre-order down in the U.S. for that? Because, I mean, it's $52 on... Oh, no, never mind. Right Critters now? is $79. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's 20 a, a movie, which is, like, standard, but I'm, usually in a box that you expect to get it at a discounted thing. Seventy nine ninety seven. Well, the collection, I mean, going for 50 bucks is isn't too bad. That's four movies. That's yeah, not, that's that's fair. That's no, that's like normal pricing though. That's that like critters, what is, that critters Urban box Legend forty four ninety three. Yeah, they've they've gone they've gone retarded uh, with dude. Those, but I can't those... even see anybody buying that. No, but what's like, the point? What's a the point? Handful of Candyman is thirty four ninety three. Urban see, Legends two is thirty four ninety three. If you have those titles, say say you get twenty people that buy it at forty seven dollars. Okay. You you have that at a normal price of twenty five. You're gonna get a few thousand. You're just gonna sell more. I mean, Trick or Treat is business. down to twenty. I don't 20, know 30. if you'll get like that's the problem is they don't publish these numbers and they're they're hard. But I, I mean, this, this no is common. But this is common sense. More people are gonna buy it at a less price than at a higher price. Forty seven dollars is agree. like it's like mean, ludicrous though. Paying I think that forty dollars for a Blu-ray at, doesn't matter what at, it is is insane. Look at um what was it? I think. The uh, doppelganger releases, the opera and um, the sect, and and those titles they they came out at like fourteen fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. yeah, I saw everybody and their mother picking up those things, dude. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's a great and example. I know that they can't be spending that much money on acquiring these rights because I've heard other people talk about it. I could ask. It's music box. It's doppelganger's music box. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what. It- but they're that's who doppelganger is. Yeah, they're being yeah, and, they're being know. released through doppelganger, but they're they're owned by Scorpion, right? So I don't know. Maybe so it'd Walt. be more of a Scorpion question. It is. It, it is. Walt would have to answer that because he's the one that acquires the rights to that shit. But you know, but, I mean, I, I've heard people like I know that I've heard Vinegar Syndrome say that sometimes they don't pay anything for their the film. Yeah, if they're just nice and they talk to the guy. And well, like, they they have a deal with Trauma. Right, they do a lot of their transfers and stuff in, in acquirement for or in a trade for films, and they just release them. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like I'm saying like some of the weirder like orgy of the dead and yeah, like sometimes they just find the person yeah. who owns it and they're like, sure, I'd love to have my stuff on Blu-ray, and they just like hand it over. Yeah, it's awesome. um, I, I and other get... times they have to pay some money, but you know, take it up a few notches because because Scream Factory is mainly r- releasing like studio stuff, but I can't imagine they're not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So like creep show, I would assume like the rights for creep show would probably fucking lie. Well, that's why I'm so confused. I'm like, Screen Factory seems like they're doing well. Why are the price is going up? I'm like, 
I mean, at the end of the day, the logical answer is just greed. Because if they are pulling in all this money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, raising the prices by a dollar or whatever is nobody gives a shit. If you're selling a Blu-ray for twenty four ninety, it goes up to twenty five. I mean, whatever, it's a dollar. But six? I mean, that just seems like you're trying to fucking. Oh, you're raping assholes, man. Jeremy, what did you say the Critics Collection was going for? Seventy nine. Uh, 79.96. Okay, I'm very confused by that because okay, it on Amazon CA right now it's going for 56.99. I pre-ordered mine at 50. Yeah. About to buy it from Amazon. So, I don't know what's going on CA. with that set cuz when yeah, you said you probably 70- won't get it from Amazon CA for 8 months like well, usual. Actually, it's honestly man, the pre-orders have been been too bad recently. I don't even care about that though. Like But 50 like, bucks, I'll pay that for four. I never films. even it's- noticed when my shit hasn't came in like Yeah. Like, I just never do. Like, I, I, I know people are like, man, like, I see Tory bitching about it all the time. He's like, man, I ordered this so over a week ago, and I have not even got a shipping confirmation. I just, it like, shows, who's up gonna pay, shows up shows <laughs> up. Who's going to pay 35 bucks for Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2? Like, not I, me, but that sucks, because I want that. I want yeah, it. I do want Well, the, want killer, the killer one is... <laughs> is uh urban legends well those went, those are out to lunch like that is just beyond ridiculous but i think the killer one is uh, uh tcm4 tcm4 is going for like 30 to 35 or somewhere in there i'm like yeah but see i i mean i think that people are more willing to pay money for that than like urban legends like oh i sure. i was really excited about that tcm4 release and now i'm probably not going to get it unless it goes down in price Oh, actually, fuck! I just looks out. It's actually twenty nine eighty four. Wow, it's cheaper here than it is down there. I think. Weird, but Wait, still my, thirty my, bucks for Chainsaw Four. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? I, and I'm okay with doing thirty bucks on like, like I said, like the last house on the left or that Hills has have eyes released it. That um. Yeah, because when you, when you can beat somebody like, to death, be, they're like better quality. You know? Yeah, when you can beat somebody to death with your with your Blu-ray, that's impressive. I don't know why yeah. that has to be the example, but. But you get my drift, though. I mean, they're they're really quality. They put effort into them and stuff. But what a yeah, it, it's shit. unfortunate. But you know what, man? I mean, what what's cool is is there are other things that are coming out that are awesome. Like Arrow puts out good shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Synapse sometimes puts out good oh, shit. Vinegar Syndrome, bro. Well, Synapse Vinegar Syndrome puts out great shit. Synapse, I love Synapse always Syndrome. puts out good stuff. They haven't put out anything recently because um, I learned that. Uh, yeah, well, they're moving their warehouse apparently, and they actually did note it on on social media that they're not going to be releasing anything for the rest of the year. And this was like a few months back because they're in the process of moving their their stuff, and they do have a lot of f- films apparently that are coming out next year. But that's the reason why Synapse has been kind of Synapse missing. is still on my naughty list right now, though, for the steelbook jump bullshit that they pulled. Yeah, I was never. Yeah, I know, man. I know, and like we called the shit out of that. <laughs> That was going to happen, and it fucking totally did. That's, but yeah, I, I do love Synapse releases. I, I Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of what Blue Underground's doing right now. With what? Zombie? With, like, their Zombie and Maniac releases. The Maniac release was actually really cheap. The Zombie ones here are out of fucking control. Okay, so get this. We know that 
the zombie release has three different covers. One is mm-hmm. uh, a really cartoon version of the zombie. I really don't like that cover. I think it's kind of kind of ass. I I honestly think most all all three of the covers kind of aren't that good looking. Yeah. They well, look almost like bad scans of the scenes from the movie. Well, I think that they're lenticular. I think those are the scans that we're getting. Are on they? The, yeah, they're lenticular. Yeah, they're lenticular. So. I, 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 That's I figured why it could be one of those things where it's like in person, it looks a lot better than the pictures. Yeah, I think they're lenticular. But and then the other one, one of the covers is uh, the shot of the bridge, which they use on their DVD release. And of course, the other one is the famous splinter in the eye. Now, with that said, the bridge and the zombie one are $10 cheaper than the splinter in the eye here. I fucking shit you not. Same release, $10 difference because they know that that's the one that everyone's going to want. So the price is different. (laughs) Isn't that fucking ludicrous? The splinter in the eye is more expensive, you said? Yeah. The splinter in the eye is like $54 pre-order here and the other ones are like Oh 40. yeah, they are lenticular. Those are cool looking. Yeah, and they're and the other two are 45. So $9 difference. That's insane. But for some odd reason the Maniac one is like way cheaper. I don't know. Which I'm cool yeah. with because that's the one that I, I wanted the most anyways. Mm-hmm. But I do want the zombie like I mean cuz it's a pretty cool addition but give me a break with those prices. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to buy that or not. Did they send out um, press releases for that. Not from Cav. From uh, yeah. MVD they did. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I know. saw somebody I know, already got I'm, one. Did, did anybody get one? Because I asked no. for one, but I, know, I never got it. I never got it either. Don't know. I saw somebody post Did you ask for one, Jeremy? Um, No. I guess I should probably email Clint. Hmm. <laughs> I asked for Maniac, and he never responded. Prices Same. are killing us, man. Ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to – I'm like, I really don't care that much because I haven't really bought much Scream Factory anyway. Um, the last Scream Factory I bought is Misery, and I got it at Walmart for like $14. Or yeah. $12.96. Yeah. The, one, the ones in Walmart, yeah. Super cheap. I didn't know they had misery there. Oh no, actually I lied. I bought the It's Alive box set because that was cheap. It was like thirty bucks. I got it for twenty. Yeah, it was I paid thirty yeah, for Twenty at FYE. So that was cheap. Twenty bucks. Oh. Couldn't believe that. But yeah, I don't know. Screen Factory, man. I hope this is not them trying to take over. Cause that's bad for everybody. We don't mm-hmm. need to be paying more money for other from other companies that we don't need to. I think people should seriously not don't like quit being a a degenerate like OCD person like like oh I got to get this or else it's going to go out of print and start I'm never going to get candy man. Start, start I'm never going to get candy man. I got to buy it for $36. Like no, dude, just don't buy it. You know what I mean? If you truly want it and you don't mind the price, that's one thing. But if you're just buying it because you think it's not going to be available later, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. Who cares? Who cares if it's not available later? Don't be turned. It'll be available another time. Like the asshole who paid $180 that's, for that's group show, tar- too. That's Turi's like, ideology. Like, he's he he's said that to us. Like, that yeah. he, he, like, panics. He thinks that if he doesn't buy it, then it's not going to be available. I'm like, you don't watch him anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that and that's the reason why he, you know, downgraded his, blue, his Arrow Blu-ray. <laughs> of uh blood and black lace to the vci blu-ray i'm like why would you buy that if you have the arrow one 
That dude just buys everything. That's yeah, what's the point? That's stupid. Yeah, like VCI, like that has <laughs> the DVD release of it had one of the worst transfers I've ever seen. Like, I can't even imagine. I mean, VCI's Blu-rays are not great, but why would yeah. you buy that? You have the Arrow edition. That's fantastic. See, that's just that's just compulsiveness. Just not being responsible with money. Waste of money. Yeah, that's out to lunch shit. But anyways, I guess we should probably move it along here. That is knowledge, and to sum it up, fuck Scream Factory right now. Yeah. Yep. This is how the 22 shots do. Coming at you with a bonus review. Yeah. Oh, yeah, getting back into this with a bonus review, courtesy of a Patreon supporter by the name of Mark Leham? Lethem? Lechem. Lechem? Lechem. Lechem. Now, he said, you know, of course, it being Italian month, gave us a choice of some films. We chose this one from 1986. Why, Why did we choose this one? Because it's fun as fuck. Because this movie's you awesome. That. This movie's awesome. I don't even remember. To be honest, I don't even remember what the other choices were now. I wanted to now. do the one from 72. What was it? Do you remember? Nope. <laughs> do I actually? I just, I just I, wanted to do it because it would have killed two birds with one stone. I'm all about killing multiple birds with one th- item. Fucking selfish, man! Come on, he is selfish. But uh, yeah, what do you mean? That would have benefited you guys too. How's that selfish? Probably end up I'd rather watch anyways. the funniest, the funniest best movie. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah, you. There's no way to tell that this movie would have been better or more fun. Mood said than, it was the best one on the list. So was it? And it said, and, I, and funny thing, I can't even remember what the other two were. The other so. one was like uh, Blood Rage. I don't no, remember. no, it was from uh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So uh, from 1986, a film called Hands of Steel, directed by Sergio Martino. Who did we do Martino last year or the year before? Mm, year, year before. before so yeah we covered uh, uh, your vice's locked door torso and mountain of the cannibal god am I right which yeah, by the way that episode. by the way Sergio Martino was probably one of my favorite directors that we've done in this yeah. in the four Italian horror months like I, I really enjoyed your vice which I had seen before at the time we reviewed I liked it even more, which is a 1972 film, oddly enough. Uh, and then uh, Torso, I found a love for that film for seeing it for the first time. So, yeah, that was a great director spotlight there. Yeah, man, Martino's got a lot of great films. He really does. This, this is not one of them. This is an awesome film. Yeah, it's man, fun. you you're such you you do this with fucking Nightmare City. You did that with last week's movie. You just don't like goofy, offbeat, fucking Dude. crazy fun movies. All right, it's it's not. I don't know. I, I didn't see it as crazy fun. Uh. You don't think the dialogue and just the overall tone of the movie is absolutely fucking ridiculous? You're, ve- you, you're very inconsistent because sometimes you fucking hate this type of stuff, and then but I'll it's this kind of movie. It's just <laughs> oh, it's an eighties rip off of terminator it's like yeah. what do you fucking expect it's totally a product of you didn't like laugh when they're like get her to the hospital i'll get her there man and they're fucking doing thumbs up to each other it's fucking funny. <laughs> I, I don't really laugh by myself that much like if uh-huh. i was in a room with another person maybe but to me like 
How do you laugh like by yourself? When you I, fucking karate chop the head off the rattlesnake, it's like okay, anyways, anyways, let's get into this. I don't, I don't know. I don't see that. Like, I, I saw him co- chop the snake of the the head of the snake, and I didn't laugh. He just like that fucking dead ass stare on his face. Well, it's not exactly <laughs> funny. It's just ridiculous that you karate chop a fucking rattler in half. <laughs> it's stupid. Anyways. A cyborg is programmed to kill a scientist who holds the fate of mankind in his hands. He fails and hides in a diner in a desert run by a woman who likes him. Wow, who the fuck wrote this? The people who sent him, the people who sent him are JP. A- after the people who sent him. Okay, are after him, and so is a local arm wrestling champ. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, man, this is this movie is a product of its time. It's a complete Terminator ripoff. And you know, for the longest time, for whatever reasons in my brain, I always thought that this movie was also influenced by uh, Over the Top, the Sly Stone arm wrestling film. This but came then, out first, though. But this came out a year before, and I, for some odd <laughs> reason, I, I just realized that today. I always thought it was influenced. But, yeah, I always thought Over the Top came out in 85, but it was 87. This actually precedes that movie, so now I'm thinking it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, man, what, what else can you ask for? Product of his time, you know, this is all about cyborgs, and, and, and this type of shit was just big at the time. And what yeah. better to, you know, incorporate Terminator-ish with arm wrestling and just ridiculous madness. Like, <clears throat> Bruno Matai made a better fucking Terminator ripoff. In which, with what movie? Shocking Dark, a.k.a. Terminator 2. Oh, Shocking Dark is terrible. It's actually a Bruno Mattia film I don't care for. It's so brutally I, I like it better than this. No You don't way. think it's fucking fun when they're flying helicopters and dude, shit down the dude, bridge? the and- whole, like, end of no. this movie is so fucking boring, dude. Oh. Dude, it's so I don't good. like that stuff, dude. Man, I'm not an action fan. It's This movie This movie has a great cast, too. Sergio Martino... Totally got a good cast together. We've got Daniel Green. I love Daniel Green, man. He's just he's just so one dimensional. It's just hilarious, man. Janet Janet Argan's cool as Linda as the shop owner, but Scott uh, Claudio Castanelli, who of course was in Mount the Cannibal God, real super famous um, Italian actor who unfortunately was killed during the making of this movie yeah. in a in a helicopter accident. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, it's got the awesome John Saxon. Uh, which is actually quite an interesting story with John Saxon in this film too. And of course, George Eastman's in this film who plays, you know, he's the anthropopagus and we'll get into Eastman next week, but George Eastman, oddly enough, and this is like one of the first films I've ever seen of his that actually uses real voice. It's funny. Every film is like insanely badly dubbed with him, but this one, he actually has this real broken English. Oh dude, the dubs are so funny in this movie. But it's it's, hilarious. Yeah. There's a lot of dubs, but Saxon has his own dub. He does his own, and oddly enough, George Eastman, too, which is funny, because if you watch a lot of Eastman films, like, we'll actually watch a couple next week, um, the dubs are always just atrocious on him, man. It's just terrible, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, oddly enough, he's got his normal voice in this one, but, um, man, I don't know, man. This movie is like, so did, much you, fun. How do you the- not laugh when that blonde chick wearing no fucking see-through pants fucking jumps through the door and fucking jumps on him and is fucking attacking him. It's hilarious, man. It's just over the top. Man, it's just... Good. Like, what did what did you not like about this film? Oh, oh yeah. And I got to say, man, the, the music, man, done by Claudio Simonetti. The score in this is amazing. 
one of my favorites. I absolutely love it. It's, it fits the tone of the film so much. It's like got this kind of hero-ish music going. I love it, man. It's, it's not so- a good movie, JP. It's just entertaining as all fucking it, Yeah, but now. it's Dude, a typical- I don't get entertained by certain things. Like, I like so bad it's good movies sometimes. Like, you know, Troll 2 and... Um, like thanks killing and stuff like some some of them I get but this, some of them I don't like this they, one to me is just boring I don't like the story I'm not interested in it I, the, like the the some slight like Terminator ripoffy stuff was cool like when he's doing the uh, self surgery and stuff like that I could dig that uh, the acid rain stuff was was kind of a cool little thing at the beginning. It's just, I don't, like, the helicopter shit at the end just goes on for too long. I'm not interested in this stuff, honestly. Really? That's what it comes down to. <laughs> I like the arm, I, I did like the arm wrestling stuff. I did kind of think that that was probably the funniest aspect of it was how, like, serious arm wrestling is to these people. <laughs> and, like, the, the, the whole, like, rattlesnake arm wrestle match made, like, l- logistically it makes no sense, yeah. like, how they have it set up. So that was funny because it's, like, this what do you, doesn't even make sense. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't make sense? When you slam the guys, when you when you win, right? It's actually pushing down the gate, so that's yeah. But it's it. like his, but the like locks and like yeah. But your 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 both people's hands are there. It's not like the person the rattlesnake's going to choose the loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, he's kind of locked down in that position. That's why you're strapped. Yeah, but but, but I think that's what put they were your going hands at. around each other, right? Right, like you're no, on wrestling, I, 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 and then I, I, I get what you're and which like they, there's both people's skins are exposed. You know what I'm saying? So well, you like, gotta admit though, man, when that snake comes out and he karate chops the head off, that's fucking <laughs> like, ridiculous. That was really like a real snake, right? The they two funniest fucking moments is when he gets into the truck and he, they give each other the thumbs up. It's fucking ridiculous, and when the blonde fucking jumps through the door and she's all. It's one of those, you know, kind of bonding moments where they were once oh. enemies, but now they're not, you know. <laughs> Get her to the hospital. I will, man. All oh, right. Our cyborg's dogs, name in this film is Paco, and that, that just kills me right away, man. <laughs> so funny, man. Um, but yeah, dude, like, I mean, the story really doesn't make... I mean, this is typical action shit, man. The story is always paper thin, ridiculous. Like, he was some type of war hero that got killed or whatever, and he was obviously manufactured into a cyborg from John Saxon's company uh, solely to take out the scientist that was actually ruining his money flow, essentially, is what the story is. And there's a story... I couldn't really follow this story, just that the FBI <laughs> wanted to find him and... Well, the story... Yeah, it's, the, what? That, that's the story. Like, this that's guy the story. wants to... The scientist, like... John Saxon created this cyborg to kill mm-hmm. the scientist that we see in the beginning. Because that dude, the scientist, was totally fucking up this dude's company. Saxon's company. With all this mm-hmm. new techno- technology that he was creating and stuff. So it makes sense. He sent a hitman to go take out this guy. So, you know, fuck his cash flow up. Makes sense. Um, but what doesn't make sense is that, you know, he's 70% cyborg, 30% human. And all of a sudden he, he, like he's programmed and apparently the computer system was working. You know, he was programmed as this straight up uh, hitman killer. And then he has this like change of heart. <laughs> In a yeah, it's the show, the human that's still inside, Yeah, but it's just so funny how he just explains it. And he's just like, yeah, I saw the blow the machine. and I couldn't kill him. And then, you know, of course, then he has to go on the run because now Saxon's company's after him. Uh, who he actually hires Cla- uh, Claudio Castan- uh, Castanelli's character 
Um, he's like this uh, European assassin that, you know, he's going to hunt him down and kill him. And, of course, the FBI is after him, too, because the scientist was high profile and they want to catch him. But Saxon wants to get him first because they don't want the FBI to find out that there's a fucking cyborg out there. Right. The cyborg or the FBI is out there trying to get this guy because uh-huh. they, th- they think he's human. But, of course, Saxon got to get him first because, yeah, let's face it, man. You get caught with a cyborg. That's some fucked up shit. Um, but you know, and of course, all this ridiculous mayhem ensues. One of the funniest scenes is Daniel Green, Paco, runs into George Eastman, gives kind of a shoulder, and then, and then he, they basically just they start a war from there, man. And it's all about armors. I, I love it, Eastman's dialogue, and he's like, he's like, you let everyone know, I'm the strongest in here. And he like just met the guy, like Paco. Kind of look doesn't really look at him. He's like, "How the fuck would I know that you're the strongest in here, man?" I ran into you like two seconds ago. <laughs> I'm the best arm wrestler too. So then they start arm wrestling, and of course, people are laying down bets, and you know, Paco of course wins. Starts out this little battle with him too. So now he's got to basically evade Eastman, who's nuts, and the FBI, and of course, Saxon's company. And they hit me. It's just, it's like there's so much going on in this movie. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, but it's fun though. It's got some really that funny, fun. stupid scenes. Like out of nowhere, like I don't even I don't know, Jeremy, if you even realize, but it's so funny when that couple, you know, the girl, the blonde chick with the the see through mm-hmm. shorts, her she shows up and she's obviously been hired on. She's another cyborg, yeah. right? But we don't know this at first. <laughs> and also, we we get like we find out that she's like this cyborg and shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck? There's more of these things. Ridiculous. When he rips her head off, though, I was dying, dude. I, was... I think like when you when she gets shot, it looks like complete and utter shit. When she gets shot in the hand, and yeah. then fucking you're like, oh, that looked like shit. I wonder what that was about. And then she fucking hops through the doors. Yeah. Oh man. But when he kills her, rips her head off. The dialogue. <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. Oh, yeah. I just fucking died, man. But yeah, you know the. You know, the main thing about this film, which really actually noted for, is kind of a tragedy in, in Claudio Casanelli's character. Um, he's Roger in this film. He plays the assassin who was tragically killed in a helicopter accident in this film. Apparently, it was totally 100% pilot yeah. error. He got too close to the bridge where they were filming in Arizona. See, and- they wasted this dude's life on this shitty movie. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. He's doing his own stunts. Tom Cruise could die at any moment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true. Really, I mean, this is filmmaking back in the day. I mean, it just happened to happen, you know, to somebody fucking famous. Tom Cruise here. learned how Happens to fly a helicopter for the last Mission Impossible, and he learned how to fucking fly a flighter jet for this shitty ass Top Gun sequel that's probably going to come out. I think they did a pretty good job with the editing in this movie, based on uh, John Saxon at the time. Of course, was part of the Screen Actors Guild, and uh, they were striking at the time, and so all of John Saxon's, um, you know, screen time was shot in italy because he couldn't shoot in america Ooh. at the time so those scenes at the end where you're seeing saxon shoot and it's kind of cutting away and stuff you never see you never see um paco and you know and saxon in the same scene it's because it's edited it's totally edited and actually you can if you notice on the helicopters you'll actually notice them when saxon's in there the italian writing on the side and ship it's Ooh. pretty interesting but yeah anyway saxon um, I just okay. love how they shoot their guns and no flashes come out of the barrels. There's a, like you see that all the time. It's it's, it's one of those it's one of these movies where they never have to reload either. You know, it's yeah. it's very stupid. But very interesting note though. Saxon actually even he he kind of credits you know the SAG for saving his life because if you you know if he was shooting that film on American territory and shit, he said he would have been in that helicopter that crashed. 
that's fucked up. Jesus. Yeah, he literally says that. Jack, I don't want. I love John Saxon. Yeah, man. So that's kind of kind of a tragic thing about the film, but yeah, man. Um, but you know, if you know that when you're watching the way they edited the film and shit, it's actually pretty good. You know. You, I yeah, mean, I didn't. Know. I didn't yeah, you notice. wouldn't even realize, right? It's just the way it's edited and shit. But but yeah, the scene where Roger, played by Claudio Castanelli. Uh, actually Saxon ends up killing him. There's a scene where he gets out of the helicopter and he's standing kind of far away and he shoots him with the, with the gun. That's how they had to mm-hmm. kill. Up. That's totally someone else because at that point, Castanelli had passed away in the crash and that's how they had to kill off his character. They had to rewrite the end of the film. Mm. You, so, you see, you see body doubles all the time. Like in the beginning when yeah. he jumps out the window, it's like, that's totally not him. <laughs> I swear the scene where uh, George Eastman was, had um, Daniel Green, hogtied and he was dragging him by the the tow truck or mm-hmm. whatever if you look closely man i think he was doing his own stunt there yeah i was shocked by that because like i'm looking at his face i'm like dude that's daniel green actually getting dragged by this truck and i'm like that's fucked up man that's a baller shit right there but you know i mean budget yeah, he was working on a non-union movie man you didn't give a fuck yeah. i need some money <laughs> so i don't know man it's fun dude i i have a blast with this one every time i watch it man it's good shit shit i didn't watch this for 1986 <laughs> and uh well it was, it's, it's not it, really a horror film no. i didn't it didn't even pop up on any lists um sci-fi action it's 100 action sci-fi it's it's just like the terminator you know it's i mean i mean it's not even but i think violent. terminator is a horror movie i think that this movie would have benefited hardcore if martino had gone the the you know the gore route if you yeah. put horror gore into here, oh, man, yeah. I think it would have made I'd a lot more entertaining. Enjoy it way more. <laughs> but I think like some of the kills and shit, like everything's kind of modest in this one. They didn't really put a lot of effort into that. But otherwise, I think the film actually isn't too too bad, even acting wise. I don't think it's that bad. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've seen a, I've seen a lot worse, man. Saxon's okay. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I really just don't think it's that bad of a film. It's entertaining and shit. I just don't. See where you're getting at. Uh, I just was completely uninterested in it, man. That's that's what it comes down to. I don't like bad action movies. Like I don't like action movies that much. In fact, action is one of my least favorite genres. I mean, I guess in, it makes sense. If you're not in into movies. action films, this isn't really going to pique your interest too much. I mean, it's pretty run-of-the-mill. I mean, it's a Terminator ripoff. It doesn't really have the whole lot to offer. I mean, they go as But far- see, I love Terminator ripoffs too, though. I like no. I wouldn't say I love them, but I like the idea of them. I, I do dig, to, and I, I feel like that stuff was like I, yeah, I but like clearly not because you didn't like this one. That's I. I mean because that I don't feel like it was. It had some. It, it didn't have like the stuff that I was looking for when when you talk about Terminator. I ripoffs. find that so fascinating though that you like Shocking Dark because I personally Shocking Dark is fun because it's like an Alien ripoff and a yeah, Terminator. Rip-off. Which it's <laughs> funny because Bruno Mattai has ripped off Alien and Alien so many times in his career. It's like it, it was like his go to ripoff film. It's pretty yeah, funny. like Shocking Dark was. It's really boring. Definitely so bad. It's good. See, I man, I don't know. I was on the page of it's so boring. It's bad. I don't know. It's, That's what I was on this one. I don't find this movie nah, boring at all. I, I just like, I find Daniel Green to be hilarious. Just his performance is so fucking dry. <laughs> one of the parts that makes me laugh in this film is when she's like, uh, it's 4.30, you still have a half an hour on shift. And he's like, oh, I'm done for the day. I, I finished up my work. <laughs> and she goes out back and he's chopped this whole fucking wall of wood. I don't know. That shit just cracks me up, man. I get a kick out of that. But. That's just me. Yeah, that was, I, that is funny. 
it is funny because it's just like so ridiculous. Nobody could ever do that in like seven yeah, hours. Yeah, but that's like that's actual like that's a joke that yeah. in the that's a script joke. That's yeah, not I like no, this I know. movie stupid joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually pulled it off pretty well. It's pretty good. But uh, all right, I'll rate it first. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three point five out what? of. Damn, three. Oh wow! See, this I just movie has thing. like almost nothing of interest to me. It has no. It's it's. I don't think it's that good either. I mean, it, it seems like a bad movie to me. The dubbing sucks. The story's fucking stupid. Um, you know, to be honest, the dubbing's actually pretty fun. good. I can in this. see where you can. The voices yeah. used in the dubbing is is some of the voices obviously don't fit. I mean, that's like typical dub- dubbing, but. The the actual ADR for it it actually matches up pretty well. I was quite surprised. Well, that never I never can. I, that's not what I'm talking about when I say dubbing. I'm just talking about how it sounds. Oh, okay. Um, because you can't match up different words that have different syllables, right? Like cheese here is one syllable. Somewhere else it might be three syllables. So it's like it's never going to match. Yeah, it, well, nothing's going to be perfect when you're doing that type of dubbing with ADR and stuff. But yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, man, like the, these type of movies, I can watch them if I'm in the mood, like if I was with somebody, I would have had way more fun with this definitely. Um, but you know, it, it, I was not in the right mood for this, which probably hurt it as well. I don't think I would have liked it either way, but I definitely wasn't feeling this. <laughs> well, I will say though, man, George Eastman's character deserved a way better death. You know, just Paco. How did he die? Paco punches through the the windshield of the rig, and then squeezes oh, yeah. his, just squeezes his head. I was hoping he was going to rip it off. See that 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 would have been beneficial right there, because mm-hmm. he's fucking cyborg man. You got the strength to do it. Just rip his head right off, man. Plus, Eastman was a total bastard in the film. Would have made a lot of sense to kill him off like that. But so I was kind of disappointed in that. So, yeah, Jeremy, uh, six out of ten on um, hands of steel, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I've always loved this film, man. It's just, it's so much fun to me, man. It, I mean, it's typical action, typical Italian ripoff film. It's, can't ask for more, man. It's got some really cool people in it and shit, man. Great score and stuff. I'm at a seven. I think it's a fun, stupid action film that yeah. I believe is a great film. And JP, you are right. This film does, would actually benefit for watching with a couple friends, having some drinks and just goofing around. Cause it's, it's mindless, right? And yeah, you know. But it's fun though. It's fun with a great score. Just turn that volume up and listen to that. Uh, listen mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. Simonetti. Mm-hmm. The Simonetti play, man. Good shit. Good shit. But hands of steel, man. Fun stuff. And now our feature presentation. Oh yeah, getting into the featured reviews here on episode one forty eight. And yes, this was uh, Jeremy's pick. Yeah, Fernando buddy. Fernando de Leo. Fernando de Leo. A man that is mostly noted for directing his Puccietti films, uh, which are like police crime films. And actually, he's done some of the best ones out of Italy, in my opinion. Uh, the films that we are doing tonight are kind of like the bookends of the really good films. <laughs> it's yeah. just so fucking strange to me, man, because... Yeah, I mean, if you look at his filmography, all the films in between Naked Violence and Madness are, like, really fucking good. This is bizarre. But Fernando DeLeo, this is a really interesting choice from Jeremy. 
And we're going to start with a film from 1969 called Naked Violence. Yeah. Now. Oh, so I actually watched these in order. Unintentionally. Yeah. Naked Violence. That's my first movie. Um, He has been on record saying that this was never intended to be a giallo. It's more, it's like a, it's like a Puccietti film, I guess. It's, you know, it's a police investigative type film. Um, so, with that said, because I've I've seen people say like, "Man, it's just not really much of a giallo." I'm like, "No, it's not. <laughs> it's like yeah. there's not a fucking POV killer. I mean, in fact, there's really no body count to this film. It's strictly an investigative. I, ne- I never considered it a giallo. Who are these idiots? Yeah, but you know, like, yeah, it's not a giallo. No, it's not. But he's one on record saying he never intended to make one either. I think that was one of the big things with it. For like, man, he made a really bad giallo. I'm like. But he didn't intend to make one. This is what he made. He made this type yeah. of film. So, Naked Violence, 1969. Some youngsters kill their teacher, but they won't tell their motivation. The police detective on the case feels some sinister influence behind the young murders. So, essentially what we get here, we're introduced to a murder scene inside a classroom. A teacher is dead. We don't get to see the rape and murder of her. Uh, we just get the aftermath of it in the beginning of the film. We don't get to see it yet. Yeah, we don't get to see it all. It's the murders yeah. happened, the rape and murders happened, and what has happened is uh, all these suspects, which are like teenagers, they're all in this kind of reform <laughs> school, and so I kind of like this. I kind of like this setup though, because you know all these kids have a past of being criminals and stuff, so they're already they're suspects. Anybody could have done this. It's kind of a cool setup. So we get introduced to our detective who now is interviewing every single one of these kids individually and trying to get to the bottom of, you know, who killed and raped the teacher. But, of course, everybody is not saying anything. All their stories are kind of conflicting. surprised me because, like, why, like, I don't know, it just seems like. I like Ooh, this, raped. It, well, it, I like the setup because when there's a lot of people, it's usually hard to not get somebody to yeah, confess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that but that's kind of where they played into that, you know, somebody is orchestrated this and has scared the shit out of all these kids. You know, and that's right away what they're playing off of, right? Like someone has to be responsible for this because all the, no one's saying anything. That's ridiculous. There's always but, a rat in every don't crowd. Don't you think that like that guy came to that conclusion. Like, I would never think like, oh, this was a rape and murder. Must have been somebody else behind this, not the people there. <laughs> like, uh, well, no, he, I, he concludes it because we get, you know, he they literally show him interviewing probably a dozen of the kids. It's crazy how many people they actually yeah. show on camera that he's interviewing. And just through the the minor dialogue See, I and stuff, that movie was gonna. I thought the movie was gonna be a little bit cooler at first. Where I thought it was gonna be like a mystery, where the whole movie was those interviews. Yeah. I thought that I thought that that was gonna be. It really pretty much cool. is. It kind well, of is. I mean, we get we get about a, a lot th- of it is. A, I would say the first third of the movie is going through the motions of interviewing these kids, getting the stories, and him coming kind of to conclusion that. You know, there's somebody might have been orchestrating this, which takes him outside the police station where he starts to talk to some other people. And then we get our third That's where act. I kind of lost a little bit of interest. Like, I like the earlier stuff a lot better. Dude, you mm-hmm. know what, man? This movie is a fucking mess. Narrative wise, it's a <laughs> goddamn fucking mess. I love like the first half of this movie. Yeah, and no, I was into it. I was this, like, this is pretty cool. Like, it takes, it's it's a mystery. And I was thinking, 1969, this is a pretty cool fucking mystery for yeah. 1969. I mm-hmm. Like like I said, the setup is awesome. I like the fact that they're already using criminals. Everyone's already a suspect. And it's kind of cool because... Yeah, you know, it might not make sense in, like, 
I just don't understand how they let that kid fucking go. It's like, that's fucking retarded. They're just like, oh, yeah, you, I understand they were trying to, like, trust them, but they're like, oh, you could just go out and get me more cigarettes, please. And they're well, like, what the fuck do they think is going to happen? See, the, 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 the mentality behind that is that they want, they knew that he was going to take off. And they, if, you know, if he was, yeah, yeah. you know, if he's dumb enough, he's going to lead them right to the mastermind of this. That's right. what they pretty much what he did. They took a, they took a gamble, you know. I mean, yeah. if the kid was fucking smart, I mean, ob- the obvious choice though here for anybody in the situation, if you're this person and say there is somebody that mastermind and you're scared shitless of them, you know, you're not gonna fucking go to them because you know either way you're fucked by the cops or that person's going to kill you. What's the yeah. obvious thing to fucking do? This is not rocket. I'd say tell on the dude you know, or take the fuck off. Get out of there. Just mm-hmm. go. Just make a run for it. Get away from the police. Get away from this person that might be causing harm to you or whatever. They took a chance. And I, I, I get that in there. It's messy. It would never fucking happen in real life. There's no way you're going to have somebody in custody like that and then just kind of let him yeah. go and treat him like he's, you know, kind of home free and stuff. But probably not yeah, going to happen. But that I, th- I think that's where this movie kind of takes a huge fucking diarrhea dump is <laughs> is where the third act starts. It's just like, what the fuck? You know, yeah, the that's mystery, what I'm saying. The mystery, like the mystery of... stuff, was cool. I it would have made it would have been funner to spend the whole time in that room interviewing people and slowly piecing together, yeah. uh, like the mystery, yeah. like like a courtroom drama almost, like where it's you know the jury and stuff, like like that would have been cool. But mm-hmm. it all taking place with these interviews of these different kids, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the movie definitely takes a huge step down after that's all done but it's still not a bad movie it's just no it's still watchable it really isn't but okay so this is the second time Uh, i've seen this movie yeah and Uh, the first time i watched this film when the killer gets revealed i was like who that's what i said i was like what the fuck i'm like okay they just pulled a friday the 13th here and just introduced somebody in the fucking movie yeah right there's no is that still the case on second watch I'm pretty fucking positive because I still can't figure <laughs> I out. You're about to say like, turns out no. in the second scene of the movie, and we can clearly see our killer interacting with. <laughs> Unless I'm fucking retarded or something, but like I, for the life of me, have no idea where or who the killer is. Like they what show him. What do you think of the motive? Well, they they disclosed what the motive was. It was that yeah. somebody in that classroom was having a relationship. <laughs> Or was thought to be having a relationship with this teacher. Somebody was obviously fucking super jealous, which kind of yeah. leads back to. Doesn't that make so- no sense whatsoever? Well, th- because like, they know oh, that yeah, we're going to rape and murder. We're going to get the entire class to rape and murder this fucking teacher to. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Show her. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's where the narrative totally takes a huge diarrhea is because once the motives kind of re- revealed, you're like, what the, f- why would you involve so many fucking people when you can just do it? You're, you know, have just one or two people out in a dark why, alley. Why yeah. risk having so many people involved and potentially totally getting busted because you have too many people involved in a rape and murder. That's what ended up happening. That's so. where this movie right. actually goes from like, the, it's so weird. Like, because, mm-hmm. because like that is such a key point to the movie. Yeah. It actually hurts the quality of the movie very much yeah yeah it's and you know it's not poorly made at all you know Delia, oh. obviously nobody's shooting well locations like there's a lot of things going on in the stuff i think just the the movie suffers in the third act big time did you guys watch the what was that stuff that they were giving them the white liquor it's alcohol high alcohol yeah, it's like 80 percent it's like, it's, like the, it's like absence 
It's like yeah. absence type. See, shit. that's what they were calling it, and I didn't know if because yeah, what real. did you watch the dub or the? It doesn't do what they're saying it does. <laughs> I watch it uh, Italian with subs. Yeah, well, I watched the rare Blu-rays, so it only has the Italian language. Doesn't have. A okay, dub I track. watched the dub. Oh really? Why well, was the dub on it? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, Rero, does, uh, Rero doesn't rarely give you that option for the dubs because they're an Italian company, so they release them with just the subtitles. So, so the it was weird because it was dubbed, but there was multiple scenes that are in the film that it would switch over to subtitles. Mm. So I don't, but yeah, they were like, oh, okay. I feel like some stuff might have been lost in translation, but um. The, uh, the like when when he like makes the dude sit in it and stuff, like yeah. what was the purpose of that? Just to make humiliate him. Was it? Because yeah, in, it, in it my just, version, it seemed like they were. It was a tactic. They were yeah. saying yeah. that that was gonna, like, did it like can't like I feel like they were saying like chemically it was gonna make him tell the truth or something. No, like no, that. no, no. It was That's totally, just intimidation. It was just he was fucking with them, man. It was a tactic yeah. to get them to talk. It, it, what he was trying to do was familiarize him with the booze and shit. You know, if he kind of soaks him and shit, it, I don't know. It, it's weird. Like, I mean, cop <laughs> methods of trying to get the truth out of people are bizarre. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But I don't know. Yeah, the guy was like literally sitting in the absence. And I'm like, man, his asshole is going to be super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. get drunk off your asshole. They <laughs> right. have done it on Howard Stern. I have seen beer poured in oh. somebody's asshole before. Yeah. Yeah, get yeah. drunk as fuck. Is, well, oh, it actually sure. is more more effective than drinking it too. It, well, it was it's it soaks up right into your bloodstream, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, like it. how um, like like a lot of like pill heads will like snort their pills because it's more yeah you know potent than swallowing them Straight because shot. of the mucous membranes and shit. Te- technically, the if you want to be a real G about it, putting it up your ass is even more effective than that. So, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> yeah. I read that somewhere. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. You sure you haven't no, tried no, that? Before? No practice involved there. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't. I won't judge. Coming from me. But um, I am so a lesbian. Remember this? I, yeah, this movie was kind of a frustrating watch for me because I did think that I I really liked where it was headed. I thought I did. Um, in the early section of the film, and then like all, through all the interviews, and and really the third act just was kind of where it came to a screeching halt or how like mood says took a huge diarrhea <laughs> yeah it's interesting that they they introduced like a like a homosexual character in the film and it was kind of related to yeah, the killer that's who and so- it ended up wasn't well that the was killer at the end well the the no see was was i was i thinking that the killer was into a dude but the dude liked the teacher or no yeah huh. yeah that makes sense yeah yeah, but they really kind of, you know, they weren't being derogatory with the, you remember this is 1969 and yeah. it, it was an interesting um, kind of theme in the film to just kind of accept him for his sexuality at that time. And I, th- I thought that was quite interesting. They're what, the like, one oh, kid who killed himself? Yeah, yeah. Because when he they, was gay too. Because when they find, well, because remember they were kind of leaning towards, you know, kind of pushing towards him and then he yeah. admitted in the interview with the, the detective he's like i'm homosexual i'm gay man yeah like i couldn't have had anything to do with this murder because i don't fuck women and i thought that was a and really interesting plot it. twist I, yeah well it turns out he actually was, <laughs> was yeah, but, i mean like that would be a pretty convenient thing 
I couldn't yeah. have raped her. I'm gay. I thought the exact like, same oh, thing. Well, too. I was like, gay then. What a that, perfect that explains everything. I, what a perfect excuse to use when you're being interrogated. You're like, dude, I didn't rape her. I like guys. Like, oh shit, totally. Like, what if they was like, prove it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me get Jeremy in here right now. Oh. Oh. Gross. But I was just waiting for that happen. Yeah. I was waiting for that joke, so I figured. Naked violence. Where's the nakedness? There was some. Um, yeah, so for 69. You know, I I, I kind of figured, you know, from the setup of the film that they were eventually going to show the rape and murder. Um, you know, it's not... I didn't find it that sleazy. I didn't find it that hardcore or anything. It wasn't too bad. Uh-uh. Couldn't re- I mean, it's pretty hard to see what's going on when there's like 90 guys wrapped around one chick. It's like, Jesus. But, I mean... When you see it after you watch the whole film and you think back, like, it just seemed like everybody was so into, like, hey, man, let's take some shots of this stuff and, you know, let's mm-hmm. do this shit. And it's like, how in the fuck did you? It would have been cool if they had to explain, like, how they got everyone to do that. But are you just willing to be a participant because there's booze there? No. <laughs> right? It, it, that's what it seemed like it was leading towards. It's like this person it's like that control other over them. like thing from the email, like, Oh, I haven't. I like. I watch horror all the time, and I still haven't raped anybody. Yeah, <laughs> like, like this is like I drink alcohol all the time. I still haven't raped anybody. You know they, what I mean? They like, did mention like they, that they're kind of using the excuse. It's like, well, they were drunk out of their mind. They yeah. couldn't have prevented this. <laughs> they did say in the film though that that absence stuff was 80%. when drank heavily. You know, it actually makes people lash out and act violently. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not buying it. Which yeah, is maybe. which is totally not true. But they're just in this case it was apparently so I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. so that was the excuse of why everyone that drank it would you know was possibly involved in this. It's like okay, but I, I still think the reveal is just so. What happens? To everybody, they go to jail for life for rape and murder. They what? never say it. Yeah, it never shows. Actually, it just kind of ends. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of get the killer and See, that's it. He's gone down like a point and a half now. We're all just this discussion. <laughs> point and a half. <laughs> Point and a half. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, because you told me you said like this is the best one. I thought it was the best one. Really, when you watch it, it's the best made movie out of the bunch. It it's not. The, it's not my best one. It doesn't have the best cinematography in the bunch, but it's, yeah, it's I would the best, say like overall made film. I would say spec wise, you know, filmmaking standpoint, this is probably the best. It's just the story itself kind of lacks. I mean, every technical aspect is pretty good. Um, ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy I was at a seven and a half I'll come down a point I'll give it a six and a half I think it's still an enjoyable film even though you guys see problems in the third act which I agree I guess I see it now that there's issues it's a first time watch so maybe I didn't catch on as much as Moods did I'll give it a six and a half um, you your turn yeah um, you know I <sighs> It's a really good setup. There's a lot of good things about this film. Uh, it's just too bad that the third act is lacking as much as it is. Because in a film like this, where it's straight, mis- you know, the mystery of it, and all the kind of twists and turns and develops and shit, it just needs to be strong to be classified as a great film. You know, two-thirds of a film, eh, fuck. This, this is a tough one, man, because, like, the first time I watched it, I thought that I was just maybe miss something 
but upon rewatching and now I'm even more pissed off <laughs> with the kind of the reveal and shit. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm also coming in at a six and a half. It's, you know, you got to give props or props to It's just, it's not the greatest third act, but overall it's not a bad film. It's not a bad movie at all. It's definitely watchable. All right. So, um, I was into this movie at the beginning. You know, I thought that it was shot pretty cool and I liked the police interrogation procedural things that were going on. And I got a little less interested in the third act. And then once the reveal happened, I was like, I was like, who, like, I was like, who's that? And, uh, I thought the motive was really stupid. Like the motive was really dumb in this. Mm -hmm. And because this film hinges so much on being a mystery slash reveal, like that's Mm -hmm. important to this piece. I Mm -hmm. can't give it a high grade. Um, so I'm at a six out of 10. Yeah, I I agree, man. You know, it's just, it's solely, you want to like it. The resolution, it needs to be strong. It needs to be like, oh, damn, cool. You know, because you have a, the whole movie's building up towards that one moment. And when it doesn't deliver, man, it's like, oh, fuck. Very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating. But, you know, yeah. Naked Violence. 1969. S- 69, dude. 69. <laughs> All right. What number of you thinking of? So moving it along into the 70s, 1971, uh, with a film called Cold-Blooded Beast, or also known as Slaughter Hotel, which... uh, Oh, wait, I did watch these out of order. (laughs) Yeah, Slaughter Hotel, which... Yeah, it's um, the second one. It's been really... Yeah, in the UK, it's known as Cold-Blooded Beast. Uh, North America, Slaughter Hotel. What's it known as in Italy? Uh, it's <laughs> under his Italian it's title. Italian. <laughs> yeah, Laskinski, the cunt. La, La Bestia is... No, I'm not even going to fucking do that. But I think it has a couple other alternate titles to it also. But um, but yeah, so... <laughs> 1971's Cold-Blooded Beast, Slaughter Hotel. A mass killer stalks an institution for the mentally disturbed rich women. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you say so. So this movie sleazy as all hell. Yeah, dude. I mean, th- this is, you know, going back to Fernando de Leo, you know, it's interesting that he made these type of film like this movie right before he made all these amazing films that are totally not like this. I don't know what was going on in the production of this or why he ended up doing this film, because this is not the filmmaker that he is. It's really bizarre. And you're right, Jeremy. This movie is beyond sleazy. Like, like there's like close up of lips, vag lips, and well, there's, everything. Like, it's like pretty much. I didn't think porn. it was like overly that sleazy. Like, yeah, it's obviously a sleazy movie, but Jeremy made it sound like a lot more sleazier. I think. I think it's pretty. Sleazy. Well, there's like. Three... I mean, it is pretty. I'm not saying it's not. There's sleazy, somebody like, like naked in like ninety percent of the movie. There's three or four scenes in this film where there's blatant open pussy. Like yeah. fingers in pussy and shit, and that's that's softcore porn, man. That's crazy. Like, it, you know, it's still shocking to see that when you're watching. It's interesting you... that one of the greatest actors of all time, Klaus Kinski, would associate himself with such graphic, uh, <laughs> yes. but, graphic, a graphic. Come on, like sound that. it out. I guess narrative, graphic narrative. I think this movie lacks Kinski in general. 
He's just not in yeah. it enough. And you know that that's kind of the the funny thing about this film because you know basically what we have here, yeah, we have a bunch of rich women that aren't in completely insane. They it's this resort is One kind of, of like a nymphomaniac. Yeah, this yeah. resort is for people that just kind of need to sort out and take a break from their real lives. And it's it's one of those upper class institutions. It's it's like a mental getaway, relaxation type place. And yeah, so we have nymphomaniacs. We've got some people that uh, women that you know has a relationship, Money. had a relationship with her brother, and uh, they're just all mentally not hundred percent. So. <laughs> Of course, what proceeds is just a lot of uh, a lot of sex, man. A lot of <laughs> sex in this room, and we have somebody. It doesn't course, even seem like that. It's that much sex, though. It's more people just. What about Lang- the doing what about things the, naked? What about like the nurse and the black chick who has horrible cellulite on her ass? Like it's horrible. Huh? Yeah, that that's that black seems- chick. She has horrible cellulite. That's really, she's got a big butt. I- but yeah, I didn't, huge, I didn't think she, she has horrible cellulite. I'm not saying she looks bad. She just has cellulite. That's an interesting scene too, man. Because that white chick, man, uh, Ginger, she like had yeah. her face like right in her pussy there. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, wow. That's see that's... this movie like it's shot like in such a surreal kind of editing style. Like it, it's a lot of fast edits and weird. Let me ask edits, you this: like, Did your guys's copy cut out in yes. audio? Oh, okay. So, so it's just part of the movie. Okay, then. so yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So that would be the Raro. So you guys, so okay. So, so Raro, the shutter print is the Raro. Yes, it would be the Raro. So there, I think there is a disclaimer on the. I don't have my Blu-ray. I mean, anyways. Um, but uh, so the Raro version was definitely a longer cut than the Shriek Show DVD and stuff. So, anyways, the cut that they did, there was a couple scenes where the audio dropped right out, and there was no audio. And shit. Okay. And because it, it was cuts, because a lot of times they didn't keep that shit because they're like, yeah, what the hell? Think about it, right? What the hell would you ever need the cut out stuff for? Exactly. So there was no DVD or Blu-ray. So in the eighty-eight films, this is actually the longest version uh, released in the world, and it's like three minutes longer, and it has the audio for those parts where the oh really audio, yeah, and it's three minutes longer, so it's a little bit more explicit in this one, a little bit more gore. Um, and I believe a couple of the sex scenes are extended to and shit. So they actually, you know, it's the longest and best version of it. So that, that's kind of cool. So that is the difference. I was going to ask you if you guys, what version you were watching. So uh, the yeah, sh- the, sh- the one on sh- yeah, shutter. So the <laughs> shutter, shutter is the rare, which makes sense because shutter is American and rare. Oak. Yeah. The, it's over here. So that makes a lot of sense. This movie cracks me up, man, because yeah. I love the I love the location. I love these kind of mental institution type things. Having Klaus Kinski in there as this, you know, the head doctor is pretty cool and stuff. They set this movie up like he's the killer, big time. Now, yeah, you can like see like the back of his head and yeah, the same hairstyle and, and everything. Yeah, I know. I I, I was who, actually surprised when I was like, wait, I, I was like, see, I knew it, and then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you guys noticed him. that because yeah. DeLeo is actually quite smart to do that, right? Like, totally yeah. sets up like, man, I'm making a fucking terrible movie here. Like they're showing. Kinski's long blonde. Uh, so wait, who is the killer then? It's her. The, it's the brother of the girl who was in who they the incest. Yeah, couple. The, the incest. It's the brother. brother. Yeah, um, he's jealous because she won't fuck him anymore. So he's like, I'm just gonna go kill everybody because yeah. my sister won't fuck me anymore. I know. It's like, like the motive in wait, this. There movie, was incest in this movie. No. Yeah. Well, it's implied incest. It's implied. They don't 
show it. But yeah, again, the motive in this film is kind of ridiculous. It's like he's jealous of his sister, so he goes on a killing rampage and kills. Oh, that's these- a good motive. I understand that guy. <laughs> I guess I'm that passionate about incest. But the thing yeah. that kills me about this movie, man. Okay, so we're in a mental institution. Why oh, yes. in the living fuck? Is there medieval weapons? I know they're just po- supposed. Okay, because it was a vi- it was a castle villa at one point. I know. Oh, great explanation. Like, oh, let's not remove these. I one hundred percent understand that. But why would they still? Even if they were there for you know for people to see and shit, why wouldn't they be locked up? You know, like mm-hmm. they have workable. This does not seem like a hospital at all. They have. Well, it's it's not supposed to feel like it's one. Not, they're and, able to walk around. Yeah, they have full. They, they're allowed to come and go as they want. It's not supposed to feel like a hospital. It's supposed to feel like. So a what? Is, what? What the fuck? Uh, it's a resort. What's the point? It's for it's for mental relaxation. That these things actually really exist. It's for people that are having a hard time in their life and they need a vacation, but it's close to home. Whatever. And they just drop them off and go. And, but if you allow them to have free, it's, it's, opening our new hospital this this yeah. Monday, it is medieval themed. Yeah, so that shit kills me. That the weapons. That scene are when that guy's right husband there. just lets her go and he just drives away and he doesn't even say goodbye. Yeah. I'll be I'll be back on Monday. He just fucking drives away. It's so funny, but man, dude, like, because at first you don't. I mean, you understand it's a castle and shit, and you see this person walk around with this huge fucking sword, like killing people. You're like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Kills me. But I have to ask you guys. Since this movie, again, is, again, DeLeo said, this is not a giallo. It's not a fucking giallo at all. Of course it's not. There's no police investigation except for maybe at the end. But this movie is a straight-up proto-slasher. And it never gets mentioned among the proto-slashers. Is POV? This is 1971, and he's literally stalking yeah, and slashing. Yeah, definitely a proto-slasher type. Th- this movie is identical to every movie that came after 1978, Stalk and Slash. That's exactly what it is. It's crazy it doesn't get mentioned. because I don't think anybody knows about it. It is what yeah. it is, and it's straight up. And You know, I mean, the movie has a little bit of gore and blood. The blood looks like paint, but it usually did in 1971. That's yeah. forgivable. You know, the scene when he fucking shoots the bull and arrow through the window is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I still think this movie has the funniest end scene of all time in any yeah. slasher film. When the killer walks in. <laughs> okay, so he's. They've kind of. There's obviously somebody on the loose here. And so they've gathered up some of the girls and they've kind of put them into a room, in this secluded room, to, you know, protect them from the killer. Well, the killer just barges in there, and this one girl's sleeping, and he fucking smokes her in the face with a mace. <laughs> and I fucking die. Like, she doesn't even move, right? But he corners... smokes every girl. He smokes everybody in that room. Yeah, dude. And then he corners, like, five girls, and he beats them all to death with a mace. And I'm just like... They're already dead. This is the them. best fucking scene. Like, the body count actually is pretty high, considering, you know, there's, like, yeah. six or seven people that die in that scene, and... But that is got to be but the there's funniest no good scene. Kills. There really isn't that great. I mean, besides the besides the arrow through the neck, it's that sleazy. wasn't good at all. It's sleazy it's shit when he kills that one blonde chick there, and he kills her, stabs her, and shit, and then he basically pulls her panties down. Yeah, I know. I thought we was gonna see the my second favorite taboo necrophilia, but it didn't come in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking so sleazy. But oh man. Yeah, you got to admit, though, that end scene is just beyond ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But there's this odd kind of subplot in the film with Klaus Kinski. Because I do mention in the film that, you know, that, like, he's, I, I, I assume that he's not involved with this. 
but they make it seem like he is because there is a point where he kind of tries to cover it up a little bit. Is that just because he doesn't want it getting out that there's murders happening in, in his institution? Or I think they, don't they mention something like that where like the police are all like, you didn't take the proper protocol or something. Oh, yeah. they were so mad. It was hilarious. Yeah, but like, yeah, he's just kind of covering up. The, obviously, the killer was moving the bodies too because there was he's no like bodies the, everywhere. the camp, the camp owner at sleepaway camp. Yeah, where he's like, he's all like, <laughs> where was <laughs> that guy's ridiculous? Where was the killer putting camp. the bodies? By the way, I don't he's, know. He, he's removing all these bodies as he was killing throughout the film, but like, there's the greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Speaking of the greenhouse, man. Oh my lord, that girl. She's hot. Is one of the hottest women I've ever seen. That chick is on pace. Yeah. With Edwidge Fennick, man. She is so fucking hot, man. And I don't not, go that far. She's oh, not dude. hot naked. She's more hot when she has clothes on. Well, she's fucking. But and, yeah, we get to see her like Bull pussy ass. clothes up. Pussy like straight up. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> but man, that chick is so. Man, she's right there, dude. You really don't think so? I think she actually kind of looks like Fennick too in, in, a, in a way. But. I don't know, man. I absolutely love that scene. She's amazing. But, I like uh, I like Edwidge a lot more. Yeah, but this chick, man, what is it? What's her name? Roselba Neri? I think that's what her name I is. I don't know. Go on, Mr. Skin. Yeah, it is, actually. It is Roselba Neri because her name was Anne in the film. Oh, she's fucking hot, dude. I'm just, I'm getting a, I'm getting a little harder now. <laughs> it's like, that was good shit. Um, but yeah, dude, this movie is sleaze fest yeah it really is man yeah i didn't love it i thought it was all right um i think it's entertaining as hell because i just like the, the structure there's of the so film. many long scenes of nothing happening though like just some girl sitting in the bathtub yeah like, it's like very around. it's shot surreal there's though, like there's that, so though. many scenes so many scenes of that but they had to pad the time. It, There's it no feels story. Long. I know, but it's too long. It's it, like this movie could have been 60 minutes, dude. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and the cut I watch is 97 minutes. And yeah, so it, it you know goes on for a long time. Yeah, and I do agree, man. The, I, the relationship between the nurse and the black chick, man, dude. There's like a lot of scenes with them too. They were really, yeah. they're really like I like the scene where she was giving her a massage. That was funny. Um, <laughs> That's like first, I'm like, what kind of hospital is this, man? You get ass massages? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and then it's not even just like, oh, that's her girlfriend because the other girl comes in and does it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean it's uh, it was all right. Like I, 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 and I like the interesting aspect that it is kind of a proto slasher. It is. It one hundred percent is, and I hope more people check it out and you know start to change. I like their... the I like the the editing style too. Like I said earlier, it's shot in a very surreal kind of way mm-hmm. with a lot of fast edits and and yeah, canted angles and on, things it, like that it it's was very, doing some weird shit i don't know yeah. if you guys caught this but before i think the first kill happens our killer obviously dressed in his cloak and his fucking has a sword and shit but he's like ready to end it's towards the beginning of the film and he's ready to enter into one of the rooms and the hallway light comes on and obviously two of the nurses come around right and so he jumps out of the way, but when he jumps out of the way, he's like, oh, <laughs> like he kind of like comedically <laughs> makes a noise. I didn't notice And that. I never noticed it before when I watched this film, but I fucking burst out laughing. I was like, like, did they just put that in there for comedic reasons or what? Yeah. Like I said, I didn't notice it before either, but shit made me laugh out loud. And I was like, damn, yeah. pretty funny. But 
But yeah, no, I get it though, man. The the editing actually not bad. I mean, for what the movie is on the outside, it's basically a softcore porn slasher. Kurt just threw a pick six. Yeah. You know, I mean, it still has the technical aspects of of a decent film, you know, not much story. But, you know, my like, again, my biggest complaint is there's not as much Kinski in the film as I would like, because I think that dude is like he's the greatest actor besides Daniel Day Lewis. I don't know why people like him. Well, because he has a presence, man. I always call him like I always call him the OG, the OG William Dafoe. Because William Defoe reminds me of Cla- uh, Claude. I mean, I really reason. haven't seen him in much, so I can't really oh, watch his Bergman films. Man, he's amazing. Only thing I have seen him in is Crawl Space. I think. Oh, dude, I've seen it. Like, I mean, I've seen him, but I yeah. must have Kinski. Like, I must have like, like hundred Kinski films, man. He's in so many. Westerns I don't know. I've, and... I've never been like overly impressed. Yeah, watch his films with Bergman. They're amazing. Yeah, Bergman. So and his West. His like, his because like even this film, and... I was like, okay, so what's the big deal about this guy? Yeah, he's he's I'm, just a presence, man. There's something. Yeah, weird. he's just you know he's a dick in every role that he plays, and he's a real dick in real life. Yeah, well, he plays everybody himself. hated him. He literally plays himself in, in like, every movie. Watch that video that I posted in our chat a few um, a week ago, talking about him and and Bergman. It's amazing. <clears throat> so yeah, ratings. Sure. I'm gonna put that on a shirt. Ratings? Question mark. <laughs> Six. <laughs> I gotta say that every episode. What did you say? Six. It wasn't even your turn. Oh. Moods, your turn. Didn't I go first last time? No, I did. Oh, that was you. Okay. Um, yeah, Slaughter Hotel, man. Pfft. Fun as hell, man. One of the hottest chicks ever. Klaus Kinski, not enough. Medieval weapon weaponry. With the funniest end scene of all time, give me a break. This shit's entertaining as fuck. It's a little bit long, softcore porn, but I can handle it. You know, I mean, the muffs are ridiculous, but open vag, really? It's insane, man. Um, it's a fun one. I'm coming in six and a half. Not a great film narrative wise, but then again, are we looking for a narrative, a real thought out narrative in a slasher film? Some proto slasher. This is a fucking slasher film. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I don't see there's any difference in it. Well, it doesn't really have the whole kill aspect down, and like the killer is more like I don't know, maybe it it does. I mean, he's stalking and slashing and going from room to room and concealing himself somehow. You know, using kick-ass weapons. The Iron Maiden. They had a workable Iron yeah, Maiden in there. The what thing the is, fuck? Is you're saying kick-ass weapons, but he doesn't fucking use them. You don't see anything. Yeah, Just because he has them doesn't oh, you, mean that... You, know, you get to see him use the mace, and he cuts into that chick. I mean, they cut and away he uses from the bow and arrow. And the bow and arrow. Yeah, that kill sucked. The bow and, the and arrow mace, kill sucked. And the mace. What? Dude, that was a good shot, man. He was outside. Yeah, that's a good shot. <laughs> and he got her right yeah. through the neck. <laughs> Jesus. That was amazing. For a guy that likes so, to fuck his sister, it's a good shot. Anyway, <laughs> um, I I like this movie enough. I thought it was pretty pretty. All right. I I do think that it does have like sort of a cool atmosphere, um, probably due to the setting. Um, didn't care for the amount of time we spent with a lot of like nothing happening. Um, and this film is incredibly padded, but I thought it was I thought it was a pretty solid effort, especially, you know, being like kind of a proto slasher is kind of cool. 
cool thing. Uh, I'm going with 6.5 out of 10. Wow. Jeremy? Jeremy? Let me six, guess. six for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Man, that chick has done a lot of movies. So too, you man. like you? Sorry, you like this one less than the yeah. other one? Yeah. Okay. These movies are all just a little butt of average. It's about it. It's what you're gonna get. Yeah, this is you know the very odd. Fernando De Leo films, man. I mean, like Caliber Nine, Italian Connection, The Boss, uh, Kidnap Syndicate. Man, there's fucking so many good movies, man. Like ridiculous. We're not doing a Fernando De Leo two. Just saying. Well, I don't think we can because there's not really any more horror film. Or that's what I'm saying. We're not doing film. it. <laughs> well, he didn't make Giallo's, right? He didn't make Giallo's. He made fucking you know Pugliese films. So yeah, I mean, but. Like I said, on the bookend of all of his classic Italian police thrillers, we get 1980s madness. I'm caught in the grip of the city. Madness. I'm caught in the grip of the city. Madness. Um, which is obviously influenced by you know, the night train murders and, and Wes Craven's last house on the left. It's, it's a rape. It's essential. It's not his focal point. Isn't being a rape revenge film. It becomes a rape revenge film. Yeah. But even last house isn't a like a traditional rape revenge film. Yeah. I mean, that is true. That is true. It's not like night train murders is a fucking turns into like a rape, rape revenge film. Uh, yeah, this one's a little bit different. Um, it's also starring... Oh, shit, what's the chick? Laurieann DeSalle, I think that's her. It's only, what, four characters in this film? I'll tell you what, man. Pretty much. I, I yeah. like this one the best. Yeah? Yep. You this know, one's I, very sleazy, too. I don't remember. I would actually like to know, because I reviewed this movie on the cha- or on this podcast one time. I don't remember what I what I rated it, but... Let me find out. Um, but yeah, this one right here... Don't say, don't say. You'll know, you'll know. Uh, Laurieann DeSalle, she was also in Cannibal Ferox... Um, okay, I see. She was in Cannibal Ferox, uh, House on the Edge of the Park, ironically in the same year, and it's practically the same movie, right? I mean, it's very, very similar. Um, it's a movie. It's a very basic movie. It really is. Like, nothing that much yeah, happens. Give that plot synopsis. Okay, so plot synopsis. An escaped convict plays the occupants of a remote home against one another for his own sadistic pleasure while searching for the loot he buried there following a previous robbery. So the film starts yeah. out with our main character breaking out of prison. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck he was in his general clothes, but he was in his he was in his uh, street clothes. And how clothes. he climbed out the window. That was impressive. I will say that. So then we he gets out of there. Ultimately, ends up killing these two farmers with a pitchfork. So we get two kills. He steals their car and makes his way to this place where he has a hidden treasure, which is but occupied. Then he's interrupted. He's 300 million. So we got three characters there. One, uh, a male who's married to um, this girl, and then her sister is there also. And there's kind mm-hmm. of like, there's a subplot where, you know, the three characters, love triangle. there's a love triangle, of course, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's our movie. It's very, very basic. Hell so, basic. I, I really like basic movies, apparently, because, like, these type of movies always get me. Mm. Um I just like the drama between it. Like you have this guy who's like kind of patiently waiting uh, to kind of 
have his moment where he could get to his his treasure, uh, and then he kind of home invades and takes capture captive of him. But the, I think that there is stuff that happens because it's like it's it's like tension building stuff. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's this guy hold. It's what it's like. That's all home invasion is. Is like these ten scenes of being forced to be there you know Mm -hmm. she tries to escape and he kind of whoops her ass and then the one thing that i think the biggest problem with this film is it gets messy it's like what why is this girl opening her legs to this guy one minute and then like fighting off a rape the next that rape was like totally like provoked (laughs) yeah i I felt like it was like a defense mechanism you know like something like when you're in a situation you know some people when they're really scared they sing I think her defense mechanism was to just kind of invite him. Show her vagina. Yeah, I guess. Like, well, I thought she was just like she's I a straight up one slut. Of though. Two things. I yeah. thought, yeah, she is a straight up slut. Yeah. I thought she was either just a straight up slut and just was like down DTF, you know, th- with this guy. Yeah. Or uh, she was trying to manipulate him and willing to, you know, gonna have to sacrifice my body to get the upper hand on this guy type thing. But of neither of those were the case. Yeah. Yeah, she, it just felt like very out of place that scene before where she's like opening her legs and he and then it also doesn't make sense that he resists at that point. Yeah. Well, I so think, that that was a problem that I had with this movie that did not make sense to me at all. Well, I think mm-hmm. his motive wasn't to get involved. I think he really just wanted to get in and out of there. And also, but then he I, fucks it. Well, yeah, I know that's the thing. Rapes and, it. But I know, and that that's kind of the funny thing, because it takes about 40 minutes for him to actually get into this place. He's cased the place out. He knows that... Yeah, well, he waits for everybody to leave but one person. Exactly. Which I guess makes sense. You that, know, it's easier to deal with one than Well, that, three. that's what I'm saying, that the reason why he kind of didn't really want to get involved with her at first, because he knew that they were coming back. And it was kind of, you know, you were kind of wasting my time here. I just want to get in and out, get this treasure kind of deal, right? So, I mean, I guess the resistance kind of makes sense, but he gives into it, of course, because he's a guy and this chick's showing her fucking pussy, rubbing it right in his face. It's like ridiculous. But that whole thing. That's scene, where you guys get are called vulgar. But this, yeah, but this is. <laughs> that's but, where the vulgarity comes This from. is fucked up, though, man, because it's one of those awkward scenes where he finally gives in. He's like, okay, well, you've got your fucking hairy muff in my face. I might as well put my fucking <laughs> dick in you. So then he tries to fuck her and then she starts to resist and then it turns into a rape. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so weird she's inviting him but then he, he's resisting and it goes the other way around it's very awkward i get that yeah it's I, yeah it, it honestly flat out just doesn't make sense yeah like, it, it, they kind of flip the script on each other and it's it's very fucking strange and then and then of course this movie proceeds and he's with her for a while before they actually come back and stuff and then mm-hmm. he ultimately ends up finding or getting the treasure but instead of like doing what you probably would do is kill them and get the fuck out of there with it. Yeah. It turns into this weird sexual kind of deviancy. It, it, it kind of scares itself off a little bit where he makes, he makes the, the male, the, the husband fuck the sister, the one that he fucked In front and of make, and make his wife watch yeah. when yeah. he could have just killed them, which any criminal in that situation, you've already killed people to get there. You're not going to yeah. leave witnesses. Any criminal except for this guy, the deviant ones like Krug yeah. from Last House on the Left or 
like uh, the dude uh, David Hess again yeah. in uh, <laughs> House <laughs> on the Edge of the Park. It yeah. seems like all these sadistic fucks like to toy around a little bit. But you ca- the biggest issue with this one is you don't really get that from this guy early on. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the biggest but problem. But at the because- same time, you don't really get anything from him. He's literally completely silent the entire time. Yeah. So maybe he is like this. See, with Krug and stuff, like they're deviant to the point where you know they didn't have a prior agenda where this guy's character... His main objective is to get his fucking money, right? Where Krug and, you know, in Last House and Left, like, that, I mean, that's just what we assume, though, because his main objective could be get his money and then fuck with fucking do crimes because I'm a criminal. Well, I mean, you, you could do that. But I mean, in the other incidences is where they were solely going to these places just to be sexual deviants and, and fuck around. Where I think his primary goal when he broke out of prison was to get that loot and fucking get out of there. I don't think that mm-hmm. – I, I think it's just opportunity. You know, this chick's rubbing her pussy in his face. I think that she created the monster that he is in the film more or less because why in the fuck would you ever delay yourself after you got the, the treasure to not get out of there? Kill them. I don't know. Get why the shit would out of there. Like, why would you though? I mean, I guess if you have the upper hand, you might as well start fucking with Maybe he plans on sticking around there for a little bit anyway. But that's that's where this movie gets even let, weirder. Let the heat die down a little bit. That's you know? where this movie... I, I ne- the, Okay, I don't know if I said this in my previous review, but this is what I fucking... I hate the end of this movie so much. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking stupid, man. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, you've got the money and shit. You've done your deviant shit. You made the guy fuck with the sister, and then you're starting with this relationship, like yeah. it, whatever and shit. And then all of a sudden, he decides that he's going to literally turn his back, leave the weapon. Well, and that's just tr- not exactly what happens because he thinks that this girl is rocking with him. You Cause, cannot because it's like trust. they do like a partner swap almost. Dude, like, you don't believe that? The, no, that, no, I'm not way. saying. No, that's what the movie's telling you, though. I know, but I mean, it's so. But that—that's what I'm saying. The narrative's retarded because this guy just killed her husband and her sister. Yeah, but she doesn't let you can you. You guys are not paying attention. That there, it shows her like do this thing where she isn't interested in her husband anymore, and like that's what he was trying to do was to get this girl who he saw no. as like a little bit good, and he didn't want the slutty girl because the slutty girl was like, "Let's you and me no, run I, away with the money." I get all that. He was trying to get the good girl. Yeah. And and she did she faked him. <laughs> well, if, yeah, I know, I get that. But he's going to buy into this shit though? That's my point. I mean, that's it is stupid to like I wouldn't do it if I was going to never be a rapist killer money See, stealer nobody's gonna, like nobody's going to change their mind that quickly. Yeah, she was pissed off at her husband because he was a Yeah, but that's too- just bad filmmaking is <clears throat> the problem. Like I'm yeah. saying with like logically, yeah, but I I'm I see what he was trying to do essentially. Yeah. Oh, of course. I see it too, but it's like beyond retarded. <laughs> like it's just stupid, man. I don't know. It just you can't ever do that shit, man. It's ridiculous. But I mean, it's just the second he turned the second he drops that gun, leaves that gun, and you're like, okay, know where this is going. It's just one of those <laughs> moments, right? It's just like, no, you have your money, like fucking do something about it. Get the fuck out of it. Who cares about her? You forget about her if in ten minutes, anyways. The fuck out, right? You forget about her. I in mean, 10 minutes. I can understand what he was trying to do, but like, you still have to be cautious. Like, even if you do think that this chick is gonna uh, roll with you, like you still like it would like I would be cool if he thought that, but he was still like. Mm-hmm. Still not gonna leave the gun around though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh but yeah. yeah. You would I mean, just you would, yeah, nev- it's... you would never give her that power, especially what you just even though you're pissed off at what happened, 
you, you, at the end of the day, he still killed her husband and her sister. Why did he go outside again? Like, what was the reason that what was he doing? What do you mean? What do you mean when he walked out the door? Like when he dies. Yeah, he was leaving. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't. That doesn't. That's stupid. He was literally. <laughs> yeah, he's literally leaving. He killed. He killed. There's no reason that you would leave the gun. It, like, even if you were cool with exactly her, it's like, why point. would you not take it with you? Exactly. I he, thought he was going to do like. No. I, he, I, no, he left the gun. He left the gun because he was like. Pfft apparently brain dead i don't know like <laughs> how you're gonna trust that shit man but like yeah. you got your money grab your gun dude like you're a criminal you're gonna need that Wasn't shit that anyways. A shotgun like a double barrel shotgun yeah, yeah. It, was it was and he actually in, in the i mean he could have taken it with him he had ammo there was a whole fucking there was an ammo belt yeah like yeah. it's crazy like you could i mean you're a criminal dude you're on the run the police are looking for you might as well take a weapon too you know just that whole yeah, the whole I, end scene doesn't make sense to me because criminal mind they are the number one. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't mind. make not sense, sense, but it's not as stupid as the ending to the first film, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's on par. It's on par. Yeah. It's, it, it's th- see, but th- here's the thing, dude. It's dumb in terms of like, why would a character do that type thing? Yeah. Like he's a dumbass, but it's not impossible either. No, you know what I mean. It's definitely not impossible, but. But I'm just, you know, I'm putting myself in the footsteps of a criminal that has got his objective was his treasure, his money. I mean, really, anything else should be secondary at that moment, especially having protection or leaving your protection behind. Like, take that shit with you, man. It's just it's so logical. You know, I just I have a hard time accepting that anybody would make a, a, a decision like that, especially given that you Bet actually you Jeremy have would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has three, 300 million lear. Like holy what, fuck! Nobody knows what a layer is. Yeah, it's an Italian fucking money, you dumbass. What does that translate into? I don't know. Actually, I was, um, I was even going to do that, see. and I never did. But stand by. I'm curious. But three hundred million lire sounds like a decent amount of money. So, <laughs> uh, fifty-six million one hundred thirteen thousand five hundred. What the? This guy's fifty-six million dollars. And think about oh, that. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait. That was the. That was the. Uh, Turkish, not the Italian. <laughs> yeah, Italian lyric translated into American. But see, they don't even would be. They even use it, or is everything euros? They, they, the countries still have their own currencies, right? Yeah. That's thirty thousand three hundred thousand three million is um seventeen thousand five hundred seventy nine dollars. Oh, seventeen thousand. Well, so you're thinking nineteen eighty? Well, when that girl said I could live for ten years off that, damn, dude, that's crazy. Seventeen yeah. grand, even nineteen. I have to add another zero. So his treasure was seventeen grand. I mean, at least it didn't make no, it wait. stupid like fifty-six uh, million. <laughs> Hundred seventy-five thousand. Okay, that makes more sense. I forgot a zero. Now, <laughs> now when she said I could live off it for ten years, nineteen eighty to yeah, because that's probably like you know that's quite a bit say. of money. That's a lot of money for nineteen eighty. Yeah, probably like three, four hundred thousand, maybe. Yeah. The inflation. Oh. Hey, relax, dude. Yeah, Dexter. It's probably three times. But anyways, yeah. I don't know. Madness is. I, I actually I feel like I liked it more this time around than I did my first time. I like I it a it. lot, honestly. Even with the stupid and like all these movies felt pretty stupid to me. I feel like the pacing's oh. a little bit off at times. So. <laughs> See, I, I, I like I can see where somebody would complain about that, but this movie flew by for me, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know why what it is about like character movies where it's just like a couple people oh. in a room. Yeah, this thing is yeah. actually wrong. It says on the back of my DVD ninety seven minutes, but it, it comes in a, about eighty nine, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, so. I I didn't have a problem with the pacing at all in this one. Do you remember the chick <laughs> that I'm talking about though, like Lorianne Desell from from Cannibal uh, Ferox and House no. of the Park? Yeah, she's like the slutty one in this one. You know, I, I've you, only watched both of those movies one time. But you don't recognize like she's so recognizable. No, I don't recognize people from movies that I've seen one time. Yeah, you're weird like that. You don't recognize women. Especially That's not listen, what Jeremy would do. Listen, here's the thing, dude. Yeah, because I jerk off. <laughs> most most <laughs> girls in movies in from Italian films all look the same to me anyway. And <laughs> like I can't t- I can't rem- they're not distinct that much. Um yeah, so n- no. And even a lot of 80s slashers are like that for me, too. I don't know anybody. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I mean, eh, I don't know. There's something about her. I just, I, I mean, I guess I've seen probably Ferox too many times, I guess. So it's very easy to recognize. But she Yeah, and House on the Edge of the Park, I seen one time like four years ago. Yeah, I thought that you'd seen that movie more times. It's weird. No, I just but, really liked it when I seen it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, um, the score used in this movie uh, is actually rehashed from uh, Caliber 9, one of his most famous uh, Pulcietti films. And mm-hmm. it's actually used by nonfiction. They actually sample that in CIA's Trying to Kill Me. It's that same string sample and shit. That's... Never knew that until I actually watched this movie years ago and I figured that out. I was like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> but, Yeah. Thought I mentioned it. Right. Music, music is fucking awesome. I love music in it. Ratings? You. Alright. Um, I actually like this movie. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, Yeah, the, it doesn't make... like, I, I guess I can accept it a little bit more. Just uh, the, the end thing that you have a problem with. Like, yeah, it's dumb. I agree with that. But it's like, I can accept dumb things. People doing dumb shit sometimes. So but you can't it doesn't accept bug dumb movies like Fist of Steel? No, because that's 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 just a dumb movie. Like this is a dumb character decision. That's different. Mm. Um, Great, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of dug like just the the love triangle thing, and you know, um, I, I I was so thrown off by that scene with the girl open spreading her legs, and it had to be intentionally, right? Like I'm not tripping. Like she was definitely doing that intentionally. Oh no, she's definitely leading them yeah. on big time. Because, yeah. like, at first you could say, like, oh, maybe she's, like, cro-. like I almost think, like, was the filmmaker trying to make it seem like she was, like, you know, uncomfortable and then the guy started seeing that stuff? Or is she trying to be seductive? Like, it, yeah, like she, she's I, I just... see how it came off, but I'm saying where was the filmmaker's head at? Yeah. What I... was he trying to do? I... Um, but anyway, I was so thrown off. I was like, this fucking makes no sense. I was more, like, upset by that than the leaving the gun behind thing. Um, but yeah, I, I dug it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, still has its problems, but uh, 6.5 out of 10. So I pretty much, I, I like this one a little bit more than the last one, but I'd say the last one might be a little bit better, but yeah. I gave him about 6.5s. Yeah. Six for me. Six again. Yeah. Triple six. Yeah. I what? almost went all three sixes, but yeah, you did, did you? No, I, I gave the first one six point five. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't remember what I rated this movie the first time, but I feel like I did maybe tad. Like you gave one. it a six. Why'd oh. you tell him? Well, that's exactly what I was going to come in at. So that's pretty consistent. But yeah, <sighs> Jerry ruins everything. I think I I had you know just watching it again. You know, the pacing is a little bit, a little bit clunky to me. Um, but yeah, dude, that ending, man. I don't know what the fuck, dude. It, okay, naked violence ending shit madness just that makes no sense to me but slaughter hotel that's just the funniest shit in the world <laughs> you know <laughs> so one for three not bad but that's kind of like my biggest gripe with the film yeah there's a lot of padding in this too with the the sexual deviant stuff it kind of goes on and on and on but i don't really have a problem with seeing muff hot chicks yeah but at least shit. in this one versus the last film we did it actually had purpose yeah. it wasn't just naked people hanging out it was like well you know I'm- like there's the love triangle thing, and then like the, in the rape case, thing. In Neri's case, I mean, her character, you know, near the one from the greenhouse. I mean, she was actually an infomaniac, so that that whole shit kind of made sense a little bit. I don't know what's up with the nurse and the the black chick. Then the fuck's going on there? But, uh, but yeah, and man, I think this movie actually has pretty good performances and stuff. Um, what's his name? The dude, uh, Joe D'Alessandro. Yeah. yeah, that's the dude, man. I like that guy, man. I kind of like that dude. He's I've seen him in a few things. I think like Andy Warhol stuff. But I'm coming in a 6 out of 10. You know, it's a decent film. You know, I'll probably watch it sometime down the road again. I don't know. But huh. I don't mind it. Yeah, for, Fernando it. DeLeo, in terms of the horror films that he's done or the close to horror films that he's done here, I think that you look at him and you, you think that this guy got potential – Mm-hmm. But he just didn't execute like super great on any of these movies. Mm-hmm. But they're you can see that there's average. something there. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're all fine, but nothing nothing that stands out as great or anything like that. But you can see that he it looks like he has potential. Yeah. And according to Moods, he has made good movies outside of the show, these type like, of movies. Like I said, man, I'm I'm calling this trio of films as bookmark films because they started and kind of ended you know, and the, all the films in the middle are just so brilliant. Like some of the best, you know, police thrillers out there. Really, really good stuff. Um, it's interesting. Like if you, I, I know you'll probably never watch them, JP, but Jeremy, you might give him a shot someday. Yeah, you'll, I think I'm going to give him a shot. You'll see a different yeah, filmmaker in not, there, man. He, he's not going to give him a shot either. Why do you say that? He never watches anything. You think he's going to go out his way to watch these? <laughs> I don't know. It was worth a try, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was still fun. It was fun to revisit the films, um, you know, and hopefully... Yeah, I didn't, mind, I didn't mind the pick at all. I mean, granted, we didn't get any... Higher than Bianchi. But what did Bianchi do? Well, he uh, did... He, nude. I think that's a, the, one of the sleaziest films out there, man. Burial Grounds and... That fucking stupid massacre, massacre video. Basketball, yeah, basketball this, this was better than Bianchi, but I did really love Burial Grounds. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a huge Burial Ground fan, and Strip Nude Your Killer I love too, but I will admit Massacre was pretty balls. That's a Don and Nelly. I mean, it was I two for three Matt there. Strip Nude was I think all three of these films are definitely worth watching. Yeah, yeah. no, they are. The, I, 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 And honestly, they were all more horror than I expected, so... Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Already we got the last week, fellas. One more week of Italian right. month. Isn't that crazy? Joe... That's concluding episode 148 in week three here on Italian Horror Month. And once again, just want to give props to the people that are supporting it, hashtagging it around, sharing the show, leaving us comments. And again, big shout out to all the new Patreon supporters. We love you. Thank you for continuing to give us support, man. We love that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the motivation behind what, why we do this, man. It's for you guys. And, you know, we love doing it. We love doing it. And I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. So props to everybody out there that is spending their hard-earned money on three assholes who sit around and talk into a microphone. Hey, listen, That's I had funny. to buy – I bought two of the films that I'm covering next next episode that were Patreon picks. So I, technically I'm in the whole money on that because <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. the one that mr parka gave me um the dvd wasn't that expensive so i was just like ah fuck it, i'll buy it it was like six bucks or something shipped and then um i wanted to own sleepless just because i knew we would watch it again next year so i bought the vhs which was like another six bucks sweet sweet yeah. All right, so yeah, next week, man, episode 149, we have again Joe Diomato. And that's going to be a fun one. I'm looking yep. forward to checking it out, man. So. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these films, I don't think, but I'm pretty sure I might have seen Axed, actually. I remember it not being good, but. We're not I doing think... Axed, you dumbass. What is it? Absurd. 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 Isn't that I... also known as Axed? No. It's also known as Horrible, I think. I think it's the other title for it. Really? Yeah. I could have fucking sworn that movie was named Axed somewhere. But yeah, we got some more Eastman next week with uh, with Absurd and Anthropopicus. Absurd is considered to be kind of a loose uh, sequel to Anthropopicus, so that's interesting. But yeah, gotta love Eastman. And yeah, that is gonna do it for the episode, man. Jeremy, take us the fuck out of here. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 148 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. So if you want to follow the man Moods himself, you could do so at youtube.com slash moods616. And if you want to follow Rocky Leo for life, you could do so at youtube.com slash Rocky Leo for life. So as you can follow me on my channel at youtube.com slash NESRoar22. And so as if you have any questions, you can leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. Leave us any questions at the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror at gmail.com. That's 22 Shots of Moods and Horror at gmail.com leave us any questions at twitter.com slash 22 shots podcast and join the facebook page facebook.com search bar 22 shots of moods and or podcast and please support the patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina patreon.com slash 22 shots podcast that should do it everybody for episode 148 of the 22 shots of moods and or podcast we wish all our u.s buddies a happy thanksgiving and please join us at nine o'clock eastern time on thanksgiving for the second Joe Bob Shutter exclusive four film marathon. And that should do it, everybody. Go Bears. Yeah.